Welcome to episode 19 of Both Down, the number one Blood Bowl podcast. That's in between seasons. I'm Steve, a.k.a. Kilowoggy. With me as always, Scott. Prime. Scott Prime in the house. Okay, Scott, how's things going? It's going good, but hold on. You forgot your new nickname. I ODG. wasn't going to use the new nickname. But old, old Dirty Ginger. Yes, the Old Dirty Ginger in the house. Thank, thank you. It is a good nickname, though. It is. It, it really is. I, I don't need more nicknames. Yeah, you do. You always As have a, a lot. kid, I always wanted my nickname to be Slick. For real? Yeah. Why did you just tell me that? Well, my initials are SLC. They still are, but... So I, you know, looking at it, I think slick. Like, so you thought it was cool to put want, slick into the video games when you made the top ten? Well, it is because it's my initials. Yeah, but I want mean? people to call me slick. I'm like, I've never had a nickname, so I thought that would be cool. <laughs> and I thought, no, it's not. It's not really cool. Mm, not really. I didn't think so. All right. So how have things been? I'm really tired. I can tell. Why? <laughs> Because I'm almost 40, and today I went to a 8-year-old's birthday party, which there was a lot of dodgeball, and I decided to play. <laughs> and I was like the hero to the other fat man there that wouldn't play. Yeah. And so we played with the dodgeball rules, and I probably haven't played dodgeball. I'm 39, and I'm pretty sure I didn't play in high school, so it's probably going back to junior high. So this is like 20-plus years in the making of playing yeah. some dodgeball again. And they had this rule where you had a medic. And the medic, if you got hit, you sat down where you were at. And if the medic came and tagged you, you were healed. So the That idea, seems like a video game thing. So the idea was is that you'd try to knock out the medic so then you could start picking off people, right? So eventually we learned the strategy of, I'm a big target, but I also can protect the medic pretty well. Mm-hmm. So I became like the medic shield for a while. <laughs> And so after a few games of getting, like, knocked out on dodgeball by seven- and eight-year-olds and some younger, um, I learned to shield the medic and keep him alive, and that kept me in the game longer. And <laughs> I was a hero to a lot of fat dads today because they'd be like, I'd get, if I got hit or something, I'd come off the field because sometimes when our medic was already down, I just gave up and walked yeah. off. And they were like, you're doing good, big man. Give it up, big man. This kid, you know, my, my knees can't handle it. And I'm thinking... No, my knees can't handle it either. Uh, I don't. I don't have, have tendons in some of my knees, so yeah, no ACL. So, but I still tried. So you got to be a meat shield. I was a meat shield. Yes, nice. <laughs> it was actually pretty fun. It was like uh, forced exercise. I think maybe my family <laughs> did this on purpose. Like, we'll trick Scott into exercising since I haven't been to the gym in like three weeks. I've fallen off the wagon, dude. Yeah. Well, I know the feeling. But that's what happens when you're not playing Blood Bowl. You just do other things. Speaking of, we are between seasons. And it sucks. Yeah. No, it, no it sucks. It sucks. You're the commissioner. You could just tell people to start. I could, but everybody acted like they wanted some downtime. So I'm We generally them. like downtime, but it gives us some time to do other things, such as go to tournaments, get some painting done, and... Oddly enough, that sounds like what our episode's about. This is. This is an episode about what do you do when your league is not going on. Now, I know not everybody has leagues. And, and I know some people not, have two leagues, so they've got stuff always going on. They might, or maybe they're just tournament Blood Bowl players, or they have True. standalone games with their friends. But regardless... Or Keith. I mean, 
Keith Vandenberg, mm-hmm. who listens to the podcast and wrote those stories for us. Right. Doesn't play tabletop Blood Bowl games. Which still amazes me. But, I know. But he can still write things for us all the time. He's still awesome. Yeah. So, yeah, this so whole he can episode. Do this, he can do this stuff all the time. Yes, he can. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, we're, we're going to talk this whole episode about what do you do when you're not playing your season. And luckily for us, we just recently had a tournament in the state of Oklahoma, yep. not ran by us. Thankfully. So we got to just pay our money and go and have fun. So we'll talk about that in our first segment of Tournament Talk. And then what are we going to do in our second segment? Second segment's when we're going to put some real hard <laughs> limits on fluff, sort of. Okay. We're going to take fluff to a level that some people probably think is stupid. You think we're, so? We're going to talk about our free agency in our league. What better things to do <laughs> in your between leagues is look who's available out there in the universe that you've created, the Blood Bowl universe you've created, and like who could you pick up? Who could help your team? It's pretty awesome, but it is very nerdy. <laughs> it is pretty nerdy, but we're going to don't, explain our process. Don't spoil it. I'm not going to explain. It. People will fall asleep to that one on their own. Hey now. <laughs> I'm a rock star. It's actually very interesting. I think so. Of course, it's our But league. we're nerds. All right, and then in our final segment, guess, guess what, Steve? What? You like to paint your team sometimes? Uh, yeah, kind of. I know. It's I a say, love-hate relationship. I know. I say I hate painting, and you always go, oh, I love painting. Well, I love painting. I just never actually sit down and do it. All right, well, we're going to get some tips by somebody that really loves painting so much that he'll like he'll paint your teams for you and stuff for a small, for money. For a small fee. So maybe he doesn't He's a love painting them. whore. He's... <laughs> Painting whore Brian Mitchell, otherwise known as Extreme, we'll have in our final segment as we have an interview with him with his uh, new, what do you call it, paint commission service, yeah. uh, X-Painting. So uh, stay tuned for that. We ask him all the all the questions you're scared to ask. We'll also have our regular shout-outs. And right before we have shout-outs, we're going to have a new little segment um, that I don't really want to spoil. So people have to listen to that. Okay, do I know what this is? Yeah, it was sent in by someone. Okay, I'm You know so... what this is. Oh, yeah. I know what there this you is. Go. Boom! It's something that we're going to have each month, hopefully, and it's kind of fluffy this is and a fun. a surprise thing. So be All sure right. to check that out along with the rest of it. So let's just take a quick break here, and then let's get to some tournament talk. Both Down is brought to you by Wizards Asylum, your premier source for comics and games in Norman, Oklahoma. Check them out online at their new home, wizardsnorman.com. And we're back with Tournament Talk, covering Dust Bowl 2013. And in studio with us today is John, also known as... What is it? At winged human? Winged underscore human, yeah. Winged underscore human. Yeah. Well, for people who are from Oklahoma like me, we say winged. Yeah. I like the way it works. Y'all. It's W-I-N-G-E-D underscore human. Yeah. So. And I pretty much use that everywhere. So if you see that anywhere, it's probably me. Well, you play a lot of fumble too, right? Yes, I do. Yeah. But you don't have the underscore over there. Is no, that- because there's a there was a problem 
when it came to logging into the games with the underscore. So I took all the special characters out, even my password, special characters out. And they're like, it doesn't work. So so what is your password? Uh, princess. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh. There you go. There you go. Username, wing, winged human, <laughs> password princess. There you go. All right, so Dust Bowl, we just came back from it a couple days ago in Tulsa, Oklahoma. First tournament that was not run by us in the state of Oklahoma. That right? had more than two that, people. That we know about. Uh, uh, you're right. I'm sorry. NAF-sanctioned tournament that had more than two people. You're right. Yes. I, I'm sorry. I forgot about that. The, in my first road trip tournament. Road actually. Trip. Yeah. That's right. John. Uh, Live tournament. He wanted to get on some both down actions, so. Yeah. We became try-down. <laughs> try-down. Try-down. Yep. So Tulsa is like an hour and a half away. It's not too bad. No. Not too bad. No. We got up. It was, a, it was weird because it was a Sunday tournament. Yeah. Or at least weird to us because we've never been to a Sunday-only tournament. Right. There's not too many of them. People t- generally like to play on Saturdays instead of Sundays. Right. It was three rounds. Mm-hmm. Um, we, uh, what does the Tulsa group call themselves? The Trouble? T-R-U-B-B-E-L? There's a big league up in Tulsa. Yeah. Uh, what, like 26 to 28 coaches? Is that wrong? It was at 24 before playoffs and it went down to 22. They've got some more irons in the fire and paul's leaving and so who knows it'll probably be 20 something anyways they had reached 30 at one point in time so so jealous yeah so they have a a huge league um and so they decided to throw a tournament and um we're here to talk about it (laughs) yeah and uh yeah that's pretty much it and now we're done no well we're done so might as well just start off with saying what we took and i will start off i took my Black Phoenix Ravagers again. Dark I, Elves, right? My Dark Elves. Yeah. I suck. didn't want to repeat races. You know, I wanted to go to every tournament and play a different race. But I've always wanted to use Harkon Heartripper and two multi-block assassins. And this allowed me to do it. So that's why I played them again. So mm-hmm. you went off the... Um all the great luck you had at Oklahoma Bowl with the yeah. assassins. And you thought, why not have one more? Might as well try it. Absolutely. And had well, we'll, well, we'll, we'll find out it soon. Turned out okay. unless you follow the Twitter, and then you know what happened if you remember. <laughs> John, what did you take up to Dust Bowl? Well, I took one of my favorite teams. Um, I, I love playing agility teams, so I took my Skaven, uh, the Warpstone Scryers, and uh, yeah, they did pretty well. Uh, so, talk about how I did later on, Don't but ruin I it. had good stuff. Did you take anything? No spoilers. Um, Unnormally that you would take, I guess I should say. Abnormally? Um, you know, abnormally, um, I only took one one blitzer. Um, and to tell you the truth, I also took a rat ogre with Juggernaut, and he did really well. I was surprised. Normally I don't take big guys on agility teams um, or in general, but the rat ogre with Juggernaut did very well for me. Nice. Rat ogre is pretty much one of the best big I guys so. out there. So Yeah, absolutely. All right, and that and leaves Scott. me. Um, I went... Um, I went a little bit different. Um, Technically, Scott did not take any team to the tournament. Actually, I did not take any team. I I took a roster. I took the TCU Horn Frogs, which is spelled like really crazy slan-like. And so I took slan, or slan, or however you want to pronounce it. Um, They're different. I will say that. I (laughs) borrowed uh, Paul's team uh, from Tulsa area, wide right, on all the forums and all that stuff. And uh, he has a nicely painted, uh, what are those from, Grebo? Is that Grebo Frogs? 
I don't know who they I are. I don't know. Yeah. Anyways, it's the ones that look like Kermit the I Frog. I think so. And the catchers are jumping in the air and stuff like that, kind of. It looks really good. Yeah, he let me borrow them, and I thought it would be a good tournament to take a team I'm not used to playing at all. Never played them before. Played them a half before we took them. We went to Tulsa. Yeah. Um, I don't know. They were just a lot different. I don't own a <laughs> slam team, and I was about to buy one. But um, we tried. But... We tried, but Goblin Forge was out of them. <laughs> so I thought I'll try it. I'll borrow this guy's team. This would be a good tournament to do so. It's only three games. If I get tired of them, I'll never have to buy their team again. And it's another team that I can knock off my trying to play all twenty-four teams in the NAF. So okay, well, might as well just go into round by round action. Uh, well, I guess before that, they had some pretty cool prizes and stuff. Yeah, they had custom counters. For like rerolls and stuff. Um, well, a custom tornado tokens. Well, I for think their you kickoff should, tables. Yeah, I was gonna say you should probably talk about their kickoff tables and weather tables. Weather table was a regular weather table, I think, but it's the kickoff table where kickoff table was pretty much the same. Instead of gaining rerolls, you'd lose them. Except for two and twelve, two put essentially dervishes. Right? Is what was it? I got it right here. Ooh. Oh. Look at Mr. Prepared. Uh, Two is called Twisted Sisters. Two little dust devils appear in the clouds, and then they touch down onto the field. Both players roll a D6 and re-roll ties. Starting with the higher roll, both players resolve a dust devil. A dust devil begins in the center of the square on your line of scrimmage. It operates like a goblin fanatic on your team. Strength 7 with Juggernaut and the ball and chain skills. The dust, dust devil does not affect the starting square if occupied. It also... And also on a skull die result is treated as a push die result. The Dust Devil makes four moves, then dissipates. So, it's a goblin ball and chain. And it works for each team. It works for mm-hmm. each team. You just take turns. It starts in the middle. You, roll, really cool. you roll a skull, it doesn't go down. Yeah. I mean, yeah. so it, it causes some chaos. But it's um, only there for a little bit, though. So, it's not like you had to worry yeah, about you the can't entire... Make it, you can't make it go for it. It's just four moves. Yep. And then uh, 12 was Swirling Dust Storms. This is a good one. Uh, Fans start covering their faces as the winds grow in strength. Uh, The stands uh, create a perfect funnel for a huge swirling dust storm. Both players roll a D6 and rerolls tie. Starting with the higher roll, both players resolve a swirling dust storm. Each coach rolls a D6 and a D8 for each player on the team of the pitch. If the result on the 6 is a 6, that player is scattered in the direction of D8 and is stunned. Any other die result scatters the player in the direction of the D8. If the player is scattered onto the occupied square, then move all players in the same direction one square is indicated by the D8. If a player is pushed into the crowd, place the player into the reserve box. The fans are trying to steady themselves and are too busy to damage the player. So everybody just scatters. And you just take yeah. turns. But then they also are stunned if you roll a six. Yeah. They are yeah. The only time that's that D six would come into effect is if you know, if it was a six. Yeah. So um <clears throat> But if you got either one of those results and you won the first ones, right. They had cool little custom They had custom tornadoes. little tornadoes that you could actually put on the field to be the little you know, dust devils or you could use as a reroll marker or whatever. Yeah. So it's pretty cool because we all ended up winning them. Yeah. Yes, I was very happy about that. Um, they had a taller <laughs> yellow one, and then they had a clear one made out of this the piss bowl, kind yeah. of plastic. <laughs> d- <John's laughs> on the piss bowl. But um, first off, before we start on our matches, yeah. Um, overall, I really had a lot of fun. Oh, absolutely! Despite John, 
what we'll yeah. find out. Oh, what? oh, despite having John <laughs> with us, uh. um, I will say for a league with so many people, it was kind of disappointing that there was only eight of us there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I know it's Sunday. I know there's a, a lot of things going on, and I know life does happen. So and a couple of guys are working and all that. So mm-hmm. it's not a knock on the Tulsa guys because when we have tournaments, I want our league guys there too. <laughs> yeah. So I get to kind of knock our, our or maybe own even guys, guys that just you know live guys who claim their City. cars get their yeah stop working. Really Oklahoma Bowl. Would you know excuses. any of those guys, John? Um, no. Okay. I have no idea who That's never about. happened to you? Never at okay. all. Okay. All right. But, you know, I was hoping there'd be at least 12 of us there, but hey, it didn't happen. So, yeah, so it ended up being, what, eight? Including there was us? eight of us, and it was it's still a lot of fun, though. Yeah. It went perfectly actually, for three it, rounds. It actually ran really good. I mean, it's perfect yeah. for the three rounds, so... Yeah, and especially a one-day tournament. We got there. We did all. We all did all three rounds. Had lunch after the first round. Came back. Uh, ended at a decent time. They gave out you know rewards, and then we were able to get back on the road at a decent hour. Right, and they had tons of giveaways for like things like crowd pushes, you know, oh, first casualties, first hail mary. Yeah, I walked away with at least six miniatures, <laughs> if not more. I think I got one. I actually walked away with one of their really cool range rulers. Uh, they had spe- spe- specific range rulers that they made up out of plastics uh, with the Dust Bowl logo on it. And they had either the uh, quick and short pass range ruler or they had the full uh, four range ruler. And I walked away with one of the longer yeah, ones. Yeah, let's talk about that before it matches. So, yeah. Did you like the format of that? Because what they did between each round is they selected two people in a drawing. And then they got to actually uh, promote a product. Through product placement. Oh, product yeah. placement. And the winner, which was voted on by the cheers of people in attendance, one of them got a really nice, long, full, what do you call it? They full got their length. choice. Yeah. They got their choice. The winner oh, got they their got choice. the choice? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Got the, the full range ruler or the other person got the short range ruler and stuff. So you still got something whether you participated well or not. Right. And they and they were all Blood Bowl themed items. Right. Do you remember what you did? I did uh it was a beer. It was Carax something. Uh don't remember the exact name of the beer, but it was either Beaties, uh who somebody else did. Instead of Wheaties, it was Beaties. Yeah. yeah, it had a big orc on it. And then I did like this Dwarven beer, Carrick, something or another. Right, I had like nugget powder or something like that. Yeah, it was like Gold Bond, Gold Nugget powder. Yeah. That's right. Talk so, about your sweaty balls. So I thought this was unique and different. For it was very unique thing. and very different and yeah. not something I'd care to do. Oh, Steve was happy he didn't get baked. <laughs> and so was I. Steve's so like, I don't <laughs> want to do this. Um, but I thought it was cool. I thought the Range Rulers were really nice. They weren't the flimsy p- plastic either. Oh, no. These were nice and thick. Nice mm-hmm. and thick Range Rulers. Yeah. I enjoyed it. I like doing the uh, the... the talking about the products and doing the, the product placement. It was real fun to kind of get into the game. So I think we might have recorded one. Maybe. We? I have the first one, and I forgot to record the rest of them. Yeah. Yeah. We kind of suck on that. But yeah. whatever. We'll post the one. I and think. Um, before we go into each match, uh, the finals was based not just on record, but it was based on total points. Right. Yeah. Just so it's really clear. But, but if you won all three matches, you pretty much win. Yeah. Well, with eight people, yes. Yeah. But mm-hmm. yeah, there was actually not. I don't think there was any ties that I remember. But no, we'll go into I, that I didn't have any. I didn't either. I should have. Oh yeah, I did. Never mind. We'll talk about that later. Congratulations yeah. on disproving your own theory. <laughs> I meant on the winner side. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, so first round. Um, 
John and I actually drew each other. Yeah. And I had played John and destroyed him at Tabletop Day. And this is where he got his revenge. With very similar teams. I played my Skaven, you played your Dark Elves, and you just tore me up. I couldn't even finish the game at that point. I had to walk away. I I hung my head in shame. It was horrible. You couldn't roll for shit. It was. It was. But Nuffle was with me. I couldn't roll for shit. Oh, it was so fun. It was so fun watching you get so frustrated and failing your stab rolls and... I couldn't stab people. I think I got like two people out by casually in the whole game, and those were both second half. Yeah. Um, All I had to do was complete a pass, and I probably would have at least tied or won the game. Mm -hmm. But no, not with elves. They don't like to complete passes. It's crazy. Oh yeah. I think the Camry stole your uh, your your agility luck that the entire tournament. There, we'll talk about that later. But they may have. but you, you, the first kickoff table, you lost your one reroll. Yeah, and that I, I was only pretty took awesome. one reroll into this whole thing, and I knew it was a Did risk. Did you take re- leader? No, no. Oh lord, no. I know. He took multi block and stab and and. and but Harthug. I took Harkon. Har- Harkon. And you actually couldn't take leader at this tournament, if I remember correctly. Though. Oh yeah, that's right. That's why you didn't take. Leader. Uh, yeah. Good point. Um, but yeah, he was not worth his money at all. <laughs> two hundred and ten thousand. I could have had two more re rolls and another player. I would have been so much happier. Might have helped you better. Oh Lord, yes. Yeah. God, we forgot the details about our, our builds. We had one point one million builds, and then we had uh, skill packages. Yeah. So no. one hundred ninety in Everybody skills knows. and one hundred ninety oh, yeah. skills. Yeah. Um, which was added on top of after the build. So basically, multi block on my assassins, star player, and. Nothing else that mattered. Yeah. Well, you know, so. I, I, my build was pretty much four gutter runners. Um, one was sure hands guard, block sidestep, and then strip ball wrestle. The Skaven Blitzer had guard. I had a line 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 rat with kick. Um, like I said earlier, the rat ogre with juggernaut, um, which was better than block, I think, uh, definitely. Yeah, better I could than see block that. in that opinion. So, but uh, I ended up pulling it out uh, two to zero, I believe, or was it two to one? I think it was two to zero because I came close to getting a touchdown the first half, but didn't complete the pass. You guys can't even remember. I thought it was two to one. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it had to been two to one. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't write down how many one. points you scored. You I was scored too late. busy laughing at your failed attempts to stab. So I completely understand. Um, so yeah, that that was our first game. On that, so. All right, and uh, y'all, anything else for? Nah, first not game? really. I mean, we no. luckily did get. I think we got both. We, oh, I guess we got uh, the same kickoff result almost every single time. Except and, for the 12 that we rolled. Except for the one time we rolled a 12. That's when we got the... The twisters. The cool little tornado things. I'd just like to say that that twister thing I used throughout the entire tournament whenever I didn't have room for my Rat Ogre miniature. Oh, wow. It was actually really, yeah, it was really really nice to be able to have something there to represent him that, that yeah. was bigger than the other figures, but still it was just, you know, That's it wasn't cool. the Rat Ogre like when he got knocked down or something, so... And your first game, Scott? I played uh, Roger, who actually came to Nuffleween, and I believe at third place, maybe second or third place at <clears throat> Nuffleween. I can't can't remember, but he was a, he was a top five finisher at Nuffleween. Yeah. Um, he uh, had Lizardmen. It was a pretty tough draw. Um, he had you know the skinks. He had one skink with a sure hands. He had a Croxagore. He had um, and then his Lizardmen. He doubled up skills on four of them. He had block on four of them, and the same forehead guard. Jeez. <clears throat> um, yeah, it's a little dangerous. 
I got the. And ki- truth be told, though, there was no dwarf teams, so oh, that yes. was nice. That was nice. No, we had Kimry. Did we have eight different races? Mm-hmm. We had wow. Kimry, Dark Elves, Skaven, Slan, um, Lizardmen, mm-hmm. Orcs, Humans, and Halflings. And Halflings. Yeah. Yep. So. It was a different tournament. Paul, who usually takes dwarves and destroys people, decided to take halflings this time. Yeah, he went different. Yeah. Uh, so I, I played Roger. Um, I won the fan roll. I had uh, 10,000 <laughs> 10, fans and 7,000. I'd like to point out that I won the fan roll in every game. Okay. Well, I won the kickoff on every game, and that did me no damn good. <laughs> I think I, I think <laughs> and that's what I wanted. I wanted the kickoff on every single game so I can get the first chance to stab people. And score, maybe. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah. Um, I really did care more about stabbing than I did scoring, and it showed. My game started off really good, actually. Um, you know, my team's has a play on the name TCU Horn Frog, so I yeah. had a, a frog kind of named Andy Dalton and a frog named uh, Ladanian Tom- Tomlinson. Of course, not exactly, but it looks kind of like that. <clears throat> so I was like really psyched and happy when I uh, drove down the field and had a quick pass from Andy Dalton to LaDainian Tomlinson who scampered into the end zone and I was up one nothing. I thought this could be a good day and then the lizard man kicked <laughs> off the ball went out of bounds he put it in the hands of a big lizard man and he trucked down the field <laughs> and at a slow pace and scored in the first half it was one to one second half was pretty close to the same thing he was up two to one and then um, I was eating rerolls. Did left the ball on. go out of the bounds again? Uh, yes. You need to kick better. I need yeah. to kick better. I need. Yeah, Should have put a kick on one of your guys. Yeah, it shouldn't shouldn't put it right in the middle of the field where it's the most safe. Yep. Um, so, um, I had a chance late in the game to all I had to do was complete a short pass, and my catcher couldn't roll anything above a two. So I didn't throw the pass to walk into the end zone to tie it. <laughs> so I lost two to one. Um, my frogs couldn't. All that stuff about leaping into a cage. Um, mm-hmm. I took three catchers, one with uh, sure hands for my kind of thrower, and the other two were just normal catchers. Uh, three uh, s- slam blitzers. Um, all of them had wrestle. Uh, stri- one of them had strip ball, one had tackle, one had catch. And then I had two line frogs with block. So, anyways, I think my inexperience of not playing this team hurt me with re-rolls. Because you yeah. wanted to jump a lot. Like, every scenario you could go, well, I can't really, do I take a chance dodging? Or, oh, I could just leap. And so you try that, and it just didn't work. Um, it's not an excuse. I got beat. But well, it usually very does well, help if you want to do well with the team to play it more than one time. Right. So it was just I didn't know when to use my rerolls and when not kind of deal because I felt committed every time I did a leap. Well, luckily I didn't have that problem since I hardly ever had a reroll. <laughs> yeah. So I lost. I lost to Roger. So there you go. You know, the one question I have is: is did you end up hurting your guys more from as much as you, that you let than actually? You know, I would think that with a lot of leap and if you don't have a lot of rerolls, you don't you don't have the ability to you know, stand back up very easily that you would hurt yourself more as a detriment by overcommitting to that league. Uh, in the first game, that did not show. We will I'll, I'll continue <laughs> on with my day. Okay. Uh, but I took three re-rolls. I will say that I did like having jump up on all the blitzers. 
Yeah. Jump up's a great skill. They have jump that jump up, so if they wrestle somebody down, then they can get right back up and keep going. So that was yeah. kind of nice. Um, but anyways, so I got beat. So that brings us to round two. We you might as well start with lunch? me again. Yeah. Uh, what, lunch? Lunch. Um, Taco Bueno. Taco Bueno. There you go. Yeah. Anything else? No, it wasn't very good. They did have donuts and kolaches. Yeah. So they that did. was nice. They had some good donuts, too. We should probably do that at our tournaments, but. Yeah. 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 I was wondering if they were going to buy lunch, but when they had all the donuts and kolaches, I think those lasted till the end of the tournament too. They I think did. there were still. Oh, I, had, I had one at the end of round three. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like I probably munched on one in between each round. All right, go ahead. So, so round two, might as well start with me again. Okay, who'd you? Might play? as well. Played Scott. <laughs> oh yeah. Um, this was horrible. <laughs> yeah, and for this round, the first person to complete a long bomb got a special prize. Yeah. It got so bad that Scott and I were basically trying to get the long bomb for the second half. Uh, I think that's all we did the second half. Where do I go? I want to talk about this thing first. <laughs> Steve gets it. He gets the ball. He brings it down the field. He's doing well. He's in control. And Steve does what Steve has to do on offense, and he has to pass the ball. Mm-hmm. Even though it was in the way of one of my guys. Yeah, and, one of your guys who had a guy next to him, and yeah. I tried to do the long bomb because I wanted to. It wasn't a long surprise. bomb, though. Yeah, it was. That was a long bomb? Yeah, the first one. Oh, that's right. You moved backwards. Yeah, I moved backwards reason. to do a long and bomb. And before you even had a chance to long bomb it, I intercepted it. Yes. <laughs> so then I tried to act like an agility frog-like team, and all I had to do was complete a short pass. And I didn't. No. Because I'm a frog. And then... It's two, re-roll two. Neat. They sucked. And then I pick up the ball and scored. Right. And then you kick off to me again. And I'm pretty sure it went out of bounds because I, I did that every single game too. Yeah. Which is stupid. Well, yeah, yeah. my kickoff to you was out of bounds and you placed it in the hands of your, your runner. Yeah. And then you kicked off to me and went out of bounds and I said it's probably a mistake and put it in the hands of my Andy Dalton. And again, I try a pass, and I get my little pass, and then, I don't know, you tackle me or some some crap. <laughs> yeah, and, I don't remember. And then you score. So it's 2 nothing at halftime. No, almost at halftime. There's another play left. Mm-hmm. And I'm so pissed at this point because I think I missed a, a leap or something, but I, I'm pissed. So I knock Steve down. Well, I try to. I finally knocked down one guy out of the line of scrimmage. And I get so mad that I, I hit with the wrong dude. I said, screw it. And I went up with my kick catcher, and I fouled Steve. And then I broke his armor with a double fives. <laughs> <laughs> got Scott, caught. Scott was down 2 nothing before the end of the half, and he was playing like he just gave up. He was fouling. He Mentally, was I did. putting people in zones they did, should, didn't need to be he just dropped a guy next to one of my stabbies just because just like i don't care i'm just gonna put him there wow. target practice gonna stab you that's what i do so then it's two done in halftime yeah yes i felt like i was gonna lose because any good player with its clock ticking two nothing's a hard deficit to come by in my book but, but i scored two in the first half you can score two in the second half yeah you're slant you should be able to come back okay. from that 
All right. Well, anyways, I was frustrated. Yeah. Second half, I'm pissed because I got called out, and I want to hurt Steve. <laughs> yes. So when I knock one of his guys and out. And to be fair, I'm not stabbing you too much. My no. stabbing did not really do me very no. well all day. So you weren't down, I don't think, except for your one guy who got called out. Right. And I had a bench player. So then I wanted to hurt one of his guys because I think it was one of the stabby guys I knocked down. And I go foul him, and I break his armor. With double fives. Yep. <laughs> so I lose two catchers just like that. Yep. And that that point on, I decided to try to throw a long bomb. Moral of the story, kids, foul with your cheapest players. Oh, no, yeah. don't, don't, just foul. don't foul. You're not really supposed to foul. I know it's part <laughs> of the game, and I know people in our league gripe at me and Steve because we <laughs> occasionally foul. But overall, I get called out more than I ever get away with it. Yeah. You need to play more Skaven. Skaven are pretty good at fouling. I, I, I have I'm a pretty good, good record with getting away with it. Yeah. It's just doubles. Um, but, yeah, twice. since Scott really didn't have his heart in the game, we just kind of turned it into going for long bombs. And it didn't happen. No. We couldn't pull that off to save our lives. With two agility teams at that, I mean, you yeah. know, elves with four agility, you should be able to pull off a long bomb was at least once. Was it sunny? Once. No, it wasn't sunny. It was raining, wasn't it? No, not No, that sunny. was the third game. Third game was third, raining. Third round yeah. was raining. So I think you beat me three to nothing. Pretty sure it was three nothing. Yeah, I think it was three nothing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But I didn't, I didn't get any real casualties. I lost casualties on every single game because mm-hmm. um, John had one casualty against me, and I didn't Fouling. have any against him. Yep. No, but you had a real casualty. Did I? Yeah. Did I get you from block? Was it Rat? It would. I don't know. I don't know who it was. I got, but, a, I got a foul. And I you got, got a, a real casualty against me. Yeah. I never. That's right, because you got points for that. Yeah. I don't think I got a real casualty all game. I got some stabbies, but that was it. Yeah. So who's your second round? All right, so my second round was uh, against Scott's first round. was against Roger. So the old ones, the lizards, uh, he already went through the roster. Um, you know, this was actually a really fun game for me because the very first turn, I spent my entire turn on his Croxagore. I probably threw <laughs> six blocks at this guy trying to get this guy down, finally getting down. He's got. I'm surrounded with Skaven, and what do I do? I walk up and I foul him. Awesome. Break his armor, so I roll for the uh, injury roll. What do I get? Double sixes. First turn, killed his Croxagore. I thought, this is going to be a great wow, game. Wow, you killed him? Killed him. All right. You'll take that trade any day. I will. Oh, man, yeah. And, and yeah, double sixes. I, I lost my line, line rat. Um, I had another one, though, so... You know, I thought I would be doing good, but armor seven versus you know a line of six strength four Sorai with block and guard don't do well. No. Um, so I actually did not end up scoring the entire game. He uh, he just he wrecked me. I think by the end of the game, I was down to like three or four players on the pitch. Yeah, my. Um, uh- I think it was Scott who looked over and was like, man, he's almost going to clear the pitch. Yeah, he, he, I think he was trying for it because you got points for that as well. But I, I had fun. Um, we played on, uh, I don't remember his name, uh, but it was it was a Nathan's, custom pitch. Nathan's Field. Nath- yeah, Nathan's Field. Fantastic looking field. Um, and uh, it, was, it was real fun, but he, he destroyed me. So went went down 2-0 to zero at the end of the game. So it's good stuff, though. It's still fun. Oh, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So between round two and three... Uh, we had donuts. Yep. And no lunch. We already had lunch. And then round three, I will start again. I actually played Nathan. Nathan's a little bit younger than all the other guys. I would What would you say? 14, 14? 15? Yeah. I was thinking 14. I don't think he can drive, so yeah, 13, 14 maybe. Okay, something like that. Uh, real nice kid. 
knew, knew how to play and yeah. was good. Uh, he had orcs. And and he had a cheerleader. I think his dad was there as well. Yeah, his dad came in like halfway through the th- third round. Yeah. His dad, I think, might have been German, but he was in the Air Force outfit, but he had a German accent. Yeah. It's interesting. Um, but so we're playing, and he's got orcs, and I, of course, as I said, I won the kickoff, so I receive. First play of the game, stabbed one of his strength four blockers in the face, and killed him. Nice. Stab, casualty, gone. I was like, Awesome. And then I proceeded to lose uh, two to one, I think. <laughs> so that was pretty much the highlight of the whole day for my stabbing was that one time. Other than that, I think he was just hurting me. I could not. It was raining. I could not catch a ball to save my life. I could get the balls to so- people. Sounds like a theme. So- yeah. <laughs> like I, I, could, I could throw the pass, but I, they would not catch it. They just didn't care. Yeah. So, whatever. You're too busy stabbing. I was. I, I tried to stab so much, and it worked so little. <laughs> and, of course, again, one reroll with that team does not work. Because even the third game, I knew I would need the reroll, so I didn't use it until very late in the half. But I was failing stuff left and right. It just sucked. So, uh, end of my tournament experience and uh, one win two losses yay nice mm, who scott? wants to go next scott you want me to go yeah go sure. ahead good all right so i found myself oh and two playing Paul. actually no, no let's 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 have john go next really? save yours for the last okay okay yeah more dramatic okay yes. so my third <laughs> Is it well round more exciting more. that way uh, yeah, I don't know. I can make this exciting. No, you can't. Let's let's try. Let's try. For my third round, I played against uh, David and his Camry uh, Sackmet Scorpions. Uh, he had a uh, a decent looking um, Camry team. I actually oh, his figures are nice. Yeah, I actually chose him for the painting. He was the guy that You're I chose. Supposed to so. reveal that here. Uh, I don't know. I, I voted for Nathan. Yeah, so I liked his. Nathan won. I think mm. he ended up winning that painting. So, so like, he had some custom-made orcs too. Yeah, so I really like that. Good-looking orcs, good-looking pitch. Um, so uh, David, so you're going to talk about his roster? I'm going to talk about his roster. Okay, go. Okay, so David took uh, three tomb guardians all with block. Uh, he got a throw raw with uh, looks like tackle and sure hands. Uh, he took two blitz raws with tackle and block, a skeleton with tackle, and then uh, two skeletons with tackle. Uh, 12 guys, and 5 re-rolls. Holy crap. Yeah. Now, if I was looking at that roster, I'm pretty sure that he took some people with onks and exclamation <laughs> points. Yeah, why don't you explain and... what's going on here? So, yeah, yeah. I'll probably post a picture up of it later. But, yeah, basically, so instead of writing the words for his skills down, he got really creative and kind of drew pictures. So I'm looking at this thing. Like, I'm reading hieroglyphics. He's got an onk... And a Jolly Roger crossbone skull looking thing. And then he draws a cube. And I'm like, uh, what is all this? And he's like, oh, no, no, there's a legend. Look at the bottom of the roster. And so, yeah, he has actually written down all of the skills and kind of drew pictures on his uh, on his roster. So it, it, it did take up a little bit of time when we were playing. Um, I don't know if I would it's suggest it for creative. a tournament. No. Well, okay, so you're telling me he has pictures 
to represent skills. Yeah. All right. First off, very themey with yeah. the Kimry. Yep. Hieroglyphics and stuff like that. I think this is but... a point where we we take a step back and go, okay, there might be a little too much fluff sometimes. That's yeah. confusing for yeah. a tournament. Yeah. Especially time games. Especially time games. That's kind of deceptive. That's clever. No, no, no. I'll say deceptive. I'm that going implies... to use hyper, hi, hieroglyphics in all my <laughs> tournaments going forward. Well, when you take camera, you can do that. Yeah, absolutely. No, I'm going to do it with the next squad. Oh, I'll just write it all in Skaven. Whatever you. There you go. Like Skaven runes? Yeah. I should try that. No, they no, all look the... exactly the same. They're just in different positions. So You actually need a special light, like a warp stone, to be able to read the skills. There you go. And I'm sorry, I don't provide that. Yeah. <laughs> okay, looking at his roster, though, you can kind of go, the Ankh is regeneration. Yeah. The skull is thick skull. The cube is block. It's not. Hey, it's not that hard. It's not really deceptive. But you're right in a time game if you're not expecting it. Yeah. If this guy was in our league, you'd probably know all these things. Yeah, frontwards and backwards. So it's not. And you know he had he had all of these symbols marked on the models. They were on little pieces of paper on the base. So I mean, you can kind of look at the base. But he had like erased some of them and like had them written in halfway. He probably so, does like, that in his league. I probably. Assume. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. And so it was like I'm like, is that block or is that tackle? I don't know. And it actually did cause me to dodge away from one of his guys. And he's like, oh yeah, that guy has tackle. And I'm like, really? I don't see an exclamation point. And he's like, oh no, it's on the base. It's right there. And I'm like, uh, okay. Ooh. So I'm using symbols. <laughs> I know. Yeah. I'm both down for some symbols. Yeah, both down symbols. So, um, <laughs> Steve, give so, me a funny look. Played against uh, played against Dave. Um, I don't remember who kicked off first, but I got to tell you, he has the most agile Kemry I have ever seen. And I play agile teams. See, and here's my thing with Kemry. Steve's convinced them. they're an ads team, not a bash team. No, I'm not saying that. I'm just saying <laughs> built-in skills help a lot. Yes, absolutely. Built-in skills outdo bad agility. Yeah, and I mean, he was dodging with these guys. He was throwing passes. He was handing off with these guys. You know, uh, I managed to uh, rough him up a little bit because I received the first half, ran it down the pitch, uh, stalled out for a couple of rounds, uh, went up 1-0 to zero, uh, by the half, uh, kicked off to him in the second half. And uh, he managed to start doing some more damage. Uh, this this really was the the game that my rat ogre really shined because he was pushing around mummies and skeletons and the like. And every and, I mean, it was with my blitzer standing right next to him, so he had guard and just tearing people up. It's good yeah. stuff. Um, but I mean, he literally in the rain. This guy managed to dodge out of a cage almost run the ball, hand it off to another skeleton, who then turned around and passed it to another skeleton and went in for a touchdown using go for it. I mean, I was telling you, wow. I was like, holy crap. I was like, give me those dice because, you know, I would love for that kind of luck for an agility team. My high elves don't even perform that well. That'd be nice. So, yeah. But, I mean, um, he, he ended up tying it uh, by the time the clock ran out. We were one-to-one. -one. So, by the end of the match, by the end of the tournament, I was one-one-and-one. One. Um, so, yeah, on that. So you both tied a game. Yeah. And we both forgot. And you both forgot. Oh, okay. I thought we were talking about points earlier. Yeah, we were talking about tying. It's okay. I was talking yeah. about record. Oh, I guess okay. that kind of blows the whole I did tie. mystique of what happens in Scott's game. But Scott, go ahead. With what go ahead. Go ahead, What happened in your game? Okay. Try and make it more exciting than that. No, I'm going to get pissed here. <laughs> Agile. So I have my the frogs. The age-old battle of frogs versus halflings. halflings. Yes. That's right. 
We had uh, what was it? he called his halfling team like Morg's halflings because or Morg's moots halflings. I don't know what it was. Well, Morgan, I don't know. Morgan the you didn't halflings. Write it down? No, I didn't write this one down. I just put halflings. I was pretty pissed at this. <laughs> I did win the fan factor again, so um, my fans showed up every game, which was great. But uh, Jim and Chris showed up to watch you lose, kind of like right. OSU fans. So. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> so I win the kickoff. Um, I take the ball. I make about 50 blocks in this one play, and I don't get anybody down. Uh, His team is nothing but halflings, one tree man, and Morg, Morgan Thorg. And so he has like Hail Mary and Diving Catch on his halflings, okay? Okay. It is pouring rain. So you think, eh, Scott probably took two turns to score. Well, I... Struggled and struggled and struggled, and uh, I didn't score. At all? Not. Hold on. (laughs) He stops me because I can't leap and everything else. He eventually picks up the ball. Morg has it. And he starts rumbling down the field. I'm like within one turn away from scoring. But yeah. He stops me cuz one halfling can get to me. And he breaks away and I hate players with two strength because <laughs> a halfling gets one chance at it and boom, knocks him down. Well, Morg somehow gets the ball and he rumbles down the field and he rumbles down the field and he rumbles down the field. And I have a blitzer, you know, he has all the built-in skills of Diving tackle, jump up, very long legs. And I gave him wrestling strip ball. And everybody told me, you know, like, when you play these guys, it's really easy. You just jump into the cage. You roll both dice. The other guy gets to pick. And as long as you don't roll a skull, which is highly unlikely, you're going to at least push the ball out of his hands or wrestle him down. You, This is golden. Yeah. This is a golden and perfect. Well, that whole drive, Morg took the ball down the field. I jumped into cages. And I would roll, and I'd roll a skull and a push. And so I'd re-roll it, and I'd get skull both down. So every time, Paul would go, I'll take the skull, I'll take the skull. And then Morg would move about five spaces. My guy would jump up. He'd go, and he'd jump, he'd leap into that cage. And then I would roll a pow and a skull. So I'd re-roll <laughs> it, and I'd get a push and a skull. I ate three re-rolls up as this mother trucker goes right down the field and scores i'm down one to nothing because of a morgue score morgue's pretty awesome morgue's pretty awesome but i'm down one to nothing to halflings now and i'm not beating him up at this point now if i'm doing my math correctly and i'm pretty sure i'm not because i don't like probability one in six chance of a skull and you got two dice so you got two in six chance of a skull so you have one in three chance of getting a skull every time with two dice. I think your math's off. I think your math's math. off. I don't know the probability of it. I'm sure somebody will I, email you with the exact. I know technically point. it's a one in six chance either time. So technically it's a one in six chance, is what my friend who is a mathematician would say. I don't care. Okay. To me, it's a one in three chance. Yeah. So I get the ball back either with way. a couple plays left. And I score. I don't really remember how, and I was probably just relieved I scored, but mm-hmm. halftime it's one-to-one, one, and I had to kick off the damn ball to him. 
And I'm thinking, great, I'm going to have to try to get the ball out of Morg's hands. Did it go out of bounds again? Um, it did go out of bounds. More get ball. More got <laughs> more got the ball. It's pouring rain. Yep. Uh, I I might add the first half we did forget the pouring rain and I, oh, that I, helps and I did because his halfling picked it up and he rolled a three which would have been a drop ball but we both forgot the rain and it was like three plays later that I realized crap yeah you yeah. know should so, make him take it back no you can't do that <laughs> I, I was mad at myself for not remembering Automatic I know, I know better you yeah. know so second half Moore takes the ball Moore goes down the field just right up the gut with a cage around it. So we played the same game. <laughs> it's called leap into the cage and try to get him. And I'd roll skull and whatever else. So the first time I don't re-roll it. I just let it be. Yeah. So he moves five spaces. I jump up. I go do it again. Boom. Skull push. <laughs> so I re-roll it. I'm surprised skull. your armor held out. Skull and the the pilot exclamation point. So I go down again. More goes down his whatever spaces. I get up and I do it again with the same guy. And I finally roll both down in a skull. So I re-roll it. And then I get two both downs. So I wrestle more <laughs> to the ground. The, then the Jeez. ball is in this pile of stuff. Okay? So... I clear the ball and I start going up towards the field and I think I'm broke away. I think I'm pretty safe and I throw a little pass and I drop it. Then I pick up the ball and I actually throw the pass and I still think I'm okay. Well, he has one halfling that has to go through tackle zones and blitz and go for it to get to me. Boom. The little bastard gets me. Little bastard gets me, but it's okay because I have three guys in the area. So I move people, base them. I still have one reroll left. Thank God I have one reroll left. I'll pick up the ball. Oh, I roll a two. I'll reroll that. All I need a three. Reroll two. This plays out for the last three plays. <laughs> I can't pick up the ball with a four agility catcher. So I tie. Freaking halflings. Jeez. So, never in my Blood Bowl career since I made it through Oklahoma Bowl with a, the first Oklahoma Bowl with a win with halflings. I One made it, win. It doesn't One. matter. Okay, let, hold on. Let, hear me out. I made it through a Spiky Cup with a couple wins with the Ogre team. So, the only thing I have left is Goblins. I'm thinking, like, if I had made it with those teams, I might never get the wooden spoon or the last place award or whatever you want to call it, the back of the pack. I was scared to death I was going to get it here because I thought, what if they have a stunty award? And then by default, then I'm going to get the <laughs> last place award. And I was so pissed. I was so mad. At one point, I don't know if you noticed, I told Paul, rolled the die. I rolled the dice. I got so mad. I said, I'm going to go outside to cool off. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I said, I trust your dice rolls. I was so mad. I was still having fun, but I was so pissed. <laughs> now, the number you want to know, Steve, hmm. how many times can you be successful jumping into a cage with a blitzer, with <laughs> strip ball, and wrestle? Zero. One out of nine. <laughs> One out of nine did it work for the day? Every time, John, I yeah. leaped, I made it. 
with the blitzers. Yeah. It was the catchers all day that would fall down on, <laughs> on leaping. <laughs> on the leap. The ones that just needed a one, one, re-roll, one. God. Yeah. The blitzer would go into the cage every time, fine. He would just roll a skull and say, you want to pick the skull or you want to pick the push? <laughs> I was so pissed. Anyways, yeah. that was my day. I was glad it was uh. over. But I beat the hell out of him. I got like four casualties against that motherfucker. <laughs> Which saved you. Yeah. Right. From not losing. Yes. <laughs> so, to, recant, to recap it then, you did not get the back of the pack or whatever no. it was. Thank God I didn't get the last place award. I fell off the but truck. But it was only it was due. Yeah, it's called the fell, Fall Off the Truck Award yeah. or something. Fall yeah, off the that's truck. right. It was only due to <laughs> bonus points from casualties <laughs> and stuff like that. Well, that's how everything comes down to. I know, but it's still annoying. Uh, I didn't think I'd win anything. Um, well, let's sum up it. We all got an award. We all did. Yeah. Surprisingly. Let's start with the best first. John, what'd you get? Oh, yeah. Uh, I got third place out of eight, so I'm I'm pretty dang happy. Yeah, first definitely. road trip, get third place with Skaven. Can't say that I'm 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 disappointed at all. So overall, first place went to the Lizards. Yeah, as right. you can imagine, and that was a rough team to play against. It's a super tough team. Yeah. Uh, do we know? See, that's what seconds? made me mad too. My first game, I was really like one roll and like one go for. I mean, everybody can say that. Though. Yeah, mm-hmm. but it was so close. And I wanted time so bad. Yeah. <sighs> do we know who came in second? Second place was uh, Michael Michael Lewis with the uh, the Pro Elves. The Pro Elves. Yeah. Oh yeah, he got. It was the Pro Elves. He played in the finals. Aaron Dahl Archers, probably. Yeah, the Archers. Yep. Yeah. This pro Elf team. Uh, John got third. I got third. Um, Steve got... I didn't think I'd get anything. Steve <laughs> got best offense. I sure did, with my five touchdowns. Yeah. So, yay. Good job. I'm sure it's, of course, you know, best offense of the people who did not come for a second or third. Yeah, so. Although I outscored John, I think. Probably. Yeah, because my second game was zero. Yeah. And so, then so I, I never got shut out, at least. And I That's walked good. away with most casualties. Yeah. Boom! Eat this! With Slan. With Slan. With yeah. Slan. <laughs> next the time, hardest hitting Slan in the world. Just next time, treat them as a bashy team, and I bet you they'll work for them. None of this jumping around, acting like, you know. Trust me, after, midway through, I think my game with Steve, I said, I wish I would have just not taken the extra two catchers and just took linemen. Yeah. <laughs> oh, well. Yeah. But a good time is had by all. Um, yeah, it's a fun event. I hope they do it again very, next year. Very well run. Yeah. Yeah. Shout out to... Shout out to Dave Harlan and Michael Lewis, who ran the event. Exactly. They actually stepped in. Um, the first person who started the event and that was going to run the event had some things come up, like weddings and some family stuff come up. And uh, they stepped in and did a great job with, you know, they got the website up and going. They got the rules pack up going. They... They did everything Sunday, you know, so it was really nice. Yeah. Really well-run game. Tournament thing. Whole bunch of prizes afterwards. Uh, Man. Ended up getting some Australian block dice, which I think I gave them at Oklahoma Bowl. <laughs> but that happens, I understand. I got a lot of miniatures, even though I Scott had a got a lot day. of miniatures. I got some shoulder pads. Yeah. That's I had, cool. I See, I wanted the shoulder pads. I got an elf cheerleader, so I'm okay with that. Yeah, I got, so a, I got ha- a high elf team. I got, I got a, a dwarf cheerleader. I got a half wing cheerleader, a dwarf cheerleader, a beer babe, a head coach. I got some number shoulder pads. I got a little Man, carrying Scott, case. I lo- oh yeah, I did get a carrying case. That was cool. And I got some other yeah. little miniatures too. Mm-hmm. And we all got awesome. tornadoes. Yeah, 
And custom dice and markers. Custom and, dice, yeah. Yeah, that's fun. They handed out a ton of dice. Yeah. We're going to take more people next year, and I'm going to take a team with nothing but bash. Definitely. Do it. <laughs> um, anything symbols. else for this? No, I think we... It's top deck. Top Wasn't deck it? games. Top yep, deck top games, games in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So if you want to see where we played, and you're going through Tulsa, Oklahoma, and you have nothing better to do, Go check them out. Stop by and play one of their 28 league Blood Bowl players. <laughs> That'd be cool. Yeah. Because there's got to be, if with 28 people, there's bound to be somebody up there wanting to play Blood Bowl at, at almost any think. point. You would think. Yeah. You know. So, John, if people want to get a hold of you and follow you and hear about you playing Blood Bowl or how you're chasing kids around the house or making new kids. Yeah. No more making going kids. Going to culinary done. school. Going to, yeah, yeah, yeah. Going to culinary school. I'm going gonna, I'm, I'm gonna to be the human chef. Not a halfling chef. Be a human chef. Good. Yeah. He'll be the official both-down chef. Hey, it's good for me. Hey, come down and cook for us. Yeah, I'll cook for you. you let me be on the <laughs> podcast. Okay, now we're just accepting applications for someone to clean for both-down. Oh, yeah. And then applications for someone to physically clean both-down. Yes. <laughs> I don't know. I think between Scott and I, I think we might have enough kids that we could fill those. I don't want my kids to clean after me. I want <laughs> some hot chick. Yeah, I think you misconstrued my sense of cleaning both oh. down. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. Come on, John. Sorry. Get your head out of the nursery. Yeah. Wah, wah. Anyways, as Scott was trying to get out of you. Yeah, well, yeah. where did they follow you at? All right, so you follow me on Twitter. Um, at winged underscore human is my Twitter name. Uh, I'm sure if you go to the both down Twitter page, you could probably find me. And he's always ready to play some fumble. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm in a couple leagues on fumble. I'm normally on... Late at night, you know, after all the family's gone to bed, it's nice and quiet. And you're a big Got Boat Down fan? Big Boat Down fan, oh yeah. This is actually yeah. a guest we have on here who actually listens to the show. Heck yeah. Every, not only have I listened to them, but I have all of them on my podcast. On your podcast? On, on, my, on my iPod oh, at nice. that. And, uh, and, and I started from number one and have listened to everyone since then. Yeah. And I'm sure Steve has received many a text from me going, when's the next one coming out? When's the next one coming out? When's the next? Have you guys recorded yet? When, Fif- when's the 15th. Out? It's the 15th. 15th yeah. of every month. Yeah. yeah. Or roundabout. We've or jumped roundabout. on that pretty much. Boom. Um, and you you post on Talk Fantasy Football a lot. Oh, yeah. I'm on Talk Fantasy Football. Yeah. We, don't, we don't have to promote him. He's just a person. We don't have to, but no. he's been wanting to get on for a while, and yeah. he wasn't able to make it to Oklahoma Bowl, where we did a custom on-site podcast just yeah. so he could be on it and didn't show up. Yeah. You're kind so. of a douchebag. Uh, you know. Cars suck? Cars do suck. <laughs> cool. They suck money out of you. All right, we're going to wrap this up, and we're going to go to a quick commercial break, and we'll be back with the next segment. This is John, the coach of the Warpstone Scryers. You are listening to Steve and Scott with Both Down. And we're back with some Behind the Fluff Free Agents. This is where we take a look at one of the fluffier yet weirder things that we do. I don't know if it's weird or just odd. Okay, this segment is going to be, if you use this for your league, it will be very fun, but for your commissioner, it's very time-consuming. So. Yeah, someone could probably figure out a better way to do it, and if they use an online manager, it's probably easier. 
yeah, something like maybe that. Maybe so. Not sure. But this is Scott's brainchild, so why don't you go ahead and tell us what this is. All right. Well, first off, if you play in a league where you actually name your players, your players aren't named Lizardman A and Lizardman B, and or... Nobody does that. Uh, I played a tournament team that did that. In a league. Oh, I hope not in the league, but no. sometimes people just have names that are like Bo, Luke, Duke, Daisy. Yeah, Uncle but Jesse. still, it's, they have it, names. So I know. It, I'm just saying it works better oh, okay. when you take your time to name your players, maybe different names, instead of every time that guy dies, you have Uncle Jesse 2, Uncle Jesse 3, Uncle Jesse 4. <laughs> and or Senior Minos 2. There's times fourth and there's times not. <laughs> okay. I <laughs> okay. agree. Um yeah, there's nothing wrong with the next player sometimes, but right. you run into like a fumble a lot, teams where they just yeah. recycle the name every time. And again, it's fumble. People have given up. And I believe the other Steve in our league was doing that with his ogre team with the ogre S's. Uh, Ogresses? Ogresses? Was he? He was at least with one of them that died the same time, like three times. Oh, maybe. <laughs> Anyways. Yes. Um, you'll... You'll have more fun with it if you name your players unique names and stuff like that, is what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Um, I got this idea uh, actually stretching back since second edition. Uh, back when we played second edition, you know, first we played it without the star player rule book and then the star player. So we had went through so many reincarnations of the game during that 16-game season. But one of the early things on was, as I remember, um, the Everbold Unicorns at the time we thought was a human team. Uh, we later found out that they were elves, but regardless, uh, a character that did really well, he caught a bunch of touchdown passes and everything else. Uh, Sears Mayfeather, who still exists in our current league. Mm-hmm. Um, he just had a great game. And I remember my buddy Gary really wanted him for his team. I- I'm sorry. Let me take that back. He didn't play on, uh, Everbold unicorns. He played, I believe for, the Athlone Avengers, maybe. It was a different team. But anyways, Gary traded for him to get Sears Mayfeather on his team. Okay. Um, then then we came around, we got the Star Player book and everything else. And then we actually rolled up a better character, stat-wise. So I remember actually Gary traded him to somebody else. So we did trades like you see in the NFL mm-hmm. or NBA or wherever else. So that's where all this came from. We made. I remember back then we made up goofy rules like, oh, we'll give you some money or something like that. I can't even remember what it really was. But uh, Sears Mayfeather bounced around the league a lot. And in every team that he played for, he did really well. There was just something about his character that – just kept him surviving and he didn't have great skills and then and it carried on into our league too well and then years later you know 10 15 years later when we started our league in our first season um gary made up the Mindenheim wolf pack and one of his catchers was sears mayfeather and he got mad at him for dropping a lot of passes and stuff so he played with him that whole first season but then he was going to cut him and I was like, you can't cut him. He's an old legend from our old game, you know, in the in the first incarnation of our Blood Bowl League and universe. And he's like, well, I, I would trade him to somebody or, you know, figure out something if there was another human team. Well, that's when the New World Patriarchs came in. Our buddy Spence was running a human team. So I talked to him. I was like, I don't know how sold you are on your names. I said, but would you be willing to just name swap with somebody <laughs> so this guy could stay in our league? Because I was really fighting hard for this guy. Because and he hadn't leveled up or anything, right? 
I don't think he had at this point. He had some star player points. So it was basically Spence bought a, a catcher and traded him to, to Gary for his catcher. Mm-hmm. Okay, so it was it was something we've never done in our league before, and I let it slide just because I wanted to see this character continue on. And nobody had a problem with it because it fit the fluff and it was fun. Right. And I, Little I, did we know. <laughs> fast forward seven seasons later. Um, now we have an award named after Sears Mayfeather. It's our league MVP. It's called the Sears Mayfeather Award because this guy blossomed just like he did in the first time in second edition. He blossomed into the our very first legend player. Mm-hmm. Um, so this guy has uh, quite the longevity in Blood Bowl, whether it's in, during second edition times or the current rule set. Um, anyways, we also cut players just like everybody else. Or we say so and so's retired because, like in the fluff of it in our minds, we don't want this guy to get cut. Yeah, you had a thrower that was really good. Yeah, throw through Brackison on my Campbell Claymores, and and he was really good. Except after they did well one season, he started playing horribly. And of course, in my mind, it was the fact that you know he got too big for his britches, so he you know just wasn't playing as well as he should. So I cut him. And because I, you know, honestly, I had four agility guys at that point, so I didn't need him. And, uh, yeah, he went away and I didn't really want anyone else to have him. Right. So, and I found myself saying, like, if it was a guy that got maybe hurt, Mm -hmm. I would say he retired. And if it was a guy I was mad at, I would say, I'm cutting this guy. Yeah. And I know that sounds stupid to everybody else because all this is is a number and a a stupid... (laughs) character that's a lineman that takes hits but in my world when i spend time you know 15 minutes or more you know researching a name or a meaning for something i want there be to be more to this story and like you said you don't really want anybody touching your other characters and i think somebody asked the question like what if i cut a bunch of these guys could somebody else pick them up and it was just a theoretical question you know and so i came up with this concept of free agents where we, you could do that. Um, so I guess I'll just explain the process. Anytime, so I redefined what, in, and I had to in my, my brain, I had to define what cut meant and a retired player meant. So if a player has not achieved 31 star player points, no matter what reason they are no longer on the team, they were considered and gave the definition that they were cut. Okay? So you have a bl- human blitzer, they got his couple of skill ups. He got guard and he got yeah. tackle. And for some reason, you couldn't afford him anymore. And he was at 30 star player points. He was considered cut. The same blitzer that had tackle, guard, and pro, but was, but was at 33 star player points, he was considered retired. And I would take these players after they'd been cut off the team or let go by the team, and I'd put them on this big spreadsheet. Okay. I would retain all their stats and skills and names, and it would say the former team they played with, okay? If you were another human team, you could come along and look at this free agent list and see who was left. Maybe maybe you just got a blitzer killed, and you needed a new blitzer. Maybe you didn't want to start with a rookie guy. You want to see what was out there in the Blood Bowl universe. Who still wants to play and who doesn't? Right. Okay? So when a player gets cut, and you could pick – Pick a guy off the list. You're looking at the list. Give me a guy that hasn't been injured. Not been injured. Because we know a lot of guys who get injured get cut okay. pretty quick. 
Daggerface Dawkins. Okay. Hobgoblin for the Blackwater Bulls. Okay. And he had some skills? He had wrestle and pass block. Okay. Not bad skills for a Hobgoblin. Right. 21 star player points. And that you brought him up. I, I was going through a phase where my Blackwater Bulls was getting a lot of bloat. And something had to go. And I didn't want to cut my Bull Centaurs or my Chaos Dwarves. Mm-hmm. So I just cut the Hobgoblins. And realistically, wrestle and pass block, they're good skills. They're not amazing skills. Right. And of course, this has a lot to do with us doing random skills. Again, when you can't pick your skills, you tend to get bloat faster than if you can pick your skills. That's true, because we do the pick six. In case you haven't listened, that's when we take a hobgoblin. He skills up. We take six skills from the general category, and we roll a dice to see which one of those six skills. So we do do random skills. So mm-hmm. so that plays a factor in this, too. So anyways, he got cut. He was not injured. So as the commissioner, when this guy got cut, I added him to the list, and what I do is I roll a D6, and then I add how many skills he has that he's earned. Okay. okay? So what's his desire number, Steve? It's 11. Okay. So this player got cut a long time ago, number one, uh, six seasons ago, I think. Four, maybe five It's been a while. But it's been at least five seasons for sure. So what... When a guy gets cut or removed from the roster, you know, he's defined in there as cut or retired. Mm -hmm. He's cut. This hobgoblin that we're using the example for. Um, I roll a D6, so it could be a 1 through 6, and then I add the skills. That becomes his desired number. So as soon as this guy gets cut, I roll it. When I do roll that, and if I roll a 2, then his desired number would be 4. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah, because you rolled a two, plus he has two skills, so it's a four. Okay, so it's a four. So now he goes on this free agent list. The desire number is what, if you were another team coming in, you... you so if start- I made a brand new, just straight up Chaos Dwarf team, uh-huh. and I went on this list, decided I wanted to pay the 80000 that he is uh-huh. to get him on my team. Right. You had to start working out contract negotiations with him. Right. So think of this as like when, remember years ago when Brett Favre said, I don't feel like playing, but mm-hmm. I kind of do. So as your new team, you had to roll two six-sided dice, and you had to equal or beat their desire number to come back and play. So a guy at 11, probably not going to come back. Most likely he's not, okay? But there is a chance he could come back and play for you, Okay. So guys with a lower desire number mean that they're more eager to play. Guys who have so like a higher number. Balthor's Stone Crusher, Troll Slayer for the Southland Scrappers. He has no star player points. He's 90,000, which is the regular cost of a Troll Slayer. And he's got a one. Okay. So, so if you want him, you just have to buy him, put him on your team, and you've right. got a guy with a pre-made maybe, history and a name. Yeah, maybe you can say, maybe you also know the coach that this came from, yeah. and you go, well, I know. I can lord it off our buddy Brian and go, hey, Brian, your guy just you know scored a touchdown on you yeah, or whatever. Yeah, this guy's really good. Why did you cut him? <laughs> uh, or maybe you just don't want to bother making up another name. Sure. Or maybe you want to keep this character in the Blood Bowl universe, okay? So, yes, Balthar Stonebreaker, he is so eager to play, he can't wait. There's like... I'll, I'll play for the first team that offers me. Mm-hmm. While uh, the Hobgoblin, he's going to be really picky. And, you know, this represents maybe like, okay, come on. We'll pay you this much a year, and we're going to give you this signing bonus now. And then right. you roll your two dice, you roll a 12. He goes, yes, fine. I'll play it for you. Okay? 
That is a cut player. That's a guy that has 30 star player points or less. Right. Okay. For all players defined as retired, they have 31 star player points or more. These are the guys that, you know, have more aches and pains and stuff because they've been in the battles longer. Or at least that's what you assume because they have acquired more star player points. And they're more like your Brett Favre. They've been around for a while. They don't know if they want to play. Um, the, their desire number obviously is most of the time higher, too, because they have that third skill to add to the dice roll. Yeah. Um, guys, by definition, that are retired, if somebody goes after them and they agree to play with them, like let's say you find one. Is there one on the list you got there, Steve? Uh, let me look. Find find a retired guy so we can set up an example. Coter, Chaos Warrior for Niflheim Maulers. Okay. Five four two nine. Okay. So he's got a edge break. Okay. Extra arms, foul appearance, pro, and retired at fifty star player points. Okay. Hundred and sixty thousand gold pieces. Okay. What's his desired number? His desired number is nine. Okay. So this is a, a guy that probably Brian, who's the coach of this team, right. didn't really want to cut because he was had a lot of star player points. He was close to getting to fifty one. Yep. But he probably got that edge break. Yeah. And so he's like, well, I, he's not worth now me keeping on the team. And with extra arms and pro, I mean, okay. when yeah. you do have an edge break, it kind of sucks. Right. Uh, since we're bringing up injuries, if a player has injuries like any minuses to any of their skills or I mean their their stats or niggling injuries if once they get cut off the roster I add those also to the dice roll like I would um skills. so if you rolled a 5 somebody has two skills an edge break and niggling so then it'd be 5 plus 2 plus 2 correct okay and it's just because they're like you know less chance I, of them I'm wanting done. to come back I'm done my knees hurt my back hurts Oh, he just threw a lot of money at me. Eh, okay. Oh, okay, I'll come back. Okay, so yeah. this guy is defined as retired in, yes. in the column. So let's say you take a chaos team and you really want to hire this guy. Mm-hmm. Okay. This guy still kind of has a loyalty with the team that he became retired with. Okay. That he stayed with for so long. Right. So this is like if the Minnesota Vikings came after Brett Favre and he said, okay, I'll play with you for that much money. Mm-hmm. But I'd rather play with the Packers. So if they offer me the exact same money and hire me back on, I'll go back to my Packers before I sign with the Minnesota Vikings. Okay, so if I decided to buy him and I rolled a 10, which exceeded his desire number, uh-huh. or, uh, then Brian's team could go, they we'll, could match we'll take the him offer. back for 160 Right. Now, they have to match the offer. Right. And if they say, no, we still don't want him. Or if they don't have the money in the coffers. Right. Then he automatically goes to the new team. Hmm. So this this kind of protects some people like Throster. You said, I don't really want him to go anywhere else, but I don't want him on my team. Well, if that's really important for you, then maybe you sign him back, Mm -hmm. keep him for a season, and you cut him again. Okay? Now, if... Say he brought the Maulers back, and the Maulers wanted to hire him back. There's He'd still have to do the same role, right? Correct. He would still have to roll the desire number. Okay. So what happens now if the guy doesn't want to – he turns down the contract. You, so if you roll a three. You roll a three, and the guy's below desire the nine. number is yeah. nine. What will happen is you guys – 
if you ever try to hire these, you do these usually when I'm around because I'm the commissioner. Yeah. So if you roll and you fail, it's the guy saying, no, I don't. I told you I'm done. I don't want to play. Mm-hmm. So his desire number increases. Okay? okay. So it goes from nine to 10. So even if three weeks into the season further, you can go, come on, dude, we really like to hire you. You re-roll those dice again. His desire number would go up to 11 if it failed. Or, and can you do it? Multiple times or like once can, per week? It's once per week. Like once in the off season, once per week? Once it's once in the off season. Right. And then once the season starts, it's once per week. Okay. So theoretically, you could take a high number and just try to – I know there's already people saying like, well, I want that guy to retire, so I'll just keep trying to hire him. But yeah. if they roll high enough, they have to hire the guy. Right. So and, – and guys who get cut again, we start the whole process over. You look at how many skills they have. You look at any injuries, and then you roll that D6. And if that D6 is one, all of a sudden they got a taste of it, okay. and then they start so, back over. for instance, let's go look at somebody higher. Um, eh, they suck. <laughs> Ansgard Matterson. Okay. Lineman for the Campbell Claymores. He had block, wrestle, and kick. Okay. And niggling. Okay. So... He's 90,000, but his desire level's 12. So if I went, decided to hire him, I rolled a 12, he comes onto my team. Right. Next season, I cut him, (laughs) and you roll the D6 again, and you get a 2. So, so yeah, let's say we roll a 2. So he's got two skills, so it's going to be 4. Uh-huh. And then any injuries, a niggling. So One, five. So now it goes to five. He got okay. a taste of blood bowl. He decided I can still do this. Mm-hmm. I'm going to stick around for a while. Okay. That makes so sense. This process goes until they get to desire number 13. And then at that point they are gone and can never become, come back in our league. Okay. okay. So that's the, and of course, if somebody wrote into their, you know, they wrote into their fluff that maybe this guy died off, you know, he was fishing and got ate by a dragon yeah, and then got pooped out and reincarnated or something like that. And the guy came back. If you had fluff behind it, sure. You could name another lineman, this guy or whatever. Yeah, this but, is more of a general funds guideline if there's something you really needed. Yeah. Right. So the whole thing doing this, though, is a, a lot of professional sports. I don't know if it's any fun anymore, but I remember being younger. I thought it was really cool, the free agency, where players go or which teams yeah. new people are going to. This is to add that element. This is to add those late season, like, oh, I didn't know that guy was still around. I'm going to try to see if I can pick him up right before the playoffs type deal. Yeah, and definitely um, any time that we make a new team, we tend to check the rosters. And you can imagine, for the most part, these guys suck. They're You know, you got your stat breaks and most guys are cut for a reason off of a roster because they have some type of injuries or something or a bad skill you don't want a lineman with three strength who's got an edge break and multi-block exactly you're just not going to buy him but there is some gyms sometimes a team will hire somebody a lineman they'll they'll get two casualties and then they'll realize they're kind of bloated so they'll cut a guy and that lineman might make the cut but then somebody else can come along yeah. And then hire him. I, I yeah, hired my, two my, orc linemen off of this, mm-hmm. and it was pretty nice because they already had some. They already had, they keep their experience. You know, they don't, doesn't restart. So I I picked up some guys that had like uh, five experience points and four experience points. And, yeah, and I had the Ganunga Gap Giants, who they were a good team. 
they're really bloated. So I didn't want to bring them back as they were, so I just went about and restarted the whole team using one of our rules. And I was able to buy some of the people, but the rest of the people I just let go. Right. So yeah. that's why I have a lot of people on here from that team, and some of them still are pretty good. I just didn't want them for my new team. Right. In our league, we have a a, a deal where you can like reboot a franchise. Mm-hmm. You get to keep all the history, all the, the trophies that you won, or all the accolades you used to have in team history, but you just start your money over, and you chose to do that. So by doing that, I'd, I'd still allow you to buy that one or two good players with a couple of skills, yeah. and then you had to buy a bunch of rookie linemen elsewhere. But the other guys cut, and they went on this list. And mm-hmm. you're right. If somebody was bringing back some a chaos team, there's four or five guys that are probably worth picking up if you can tempt them into a contract, you know, yeah. or you got to decide if they're they're worth that much money. But sure. there's some experienced seasoned players out there, you know, that it's might give you nice a leg up. To, yeah, it's nice to start with a couple skills or some experience points. I, I just really wanted a goofy unity in my Marvel or not my Marvel universe. <laughs> in the Marvel universe. <laughs> in my Blood Bowl universe. Because, like I said, this is a is a it's a tabletop game, but and it's a sports game, but it's a role playing game to me exactly. Too. And so, I love the history with all these things. I love when a player actually pulls somebody off this list and hires somebody, even if it is some lineman, because then we can actually have a player that's played on multi teams. Because you sometimes you read a did you know or somebody makes fluff about a coach that's coached many teams or something in the raw format of Blood Bowl. You never get that, yeah, because uh, you, you never hear another player getting picked up here or there. This allows that to happen within our Blood Bowl universe, and I think it's really simple. It's really easy. It's kind of a lot of work. We started this after I think our fourth season, yeah. So I had to go back and look at every person that cut. But that's if you the st- hardest part. We started you, at the beginning, or right? If you started at the very, very beginning, this would not be that hard. And it's like I said, it's really fun. It adds an extra layer. To those leagues. And, as we said, very fluffy, but kind of odd. And if you pick your skills, you might not have as many weird characters on there. But, yeah, something to try out. It are, uh, The biggest, maybe, problem with this is, is Blood Bowl has 24 races in it. Yeah. Okay. So, our league, most of the time, is 12 teams. Sometimes we double up on some of the races. Some of the really good players on this list might not even be represented in the current standings of the league. So that's Yeah, we haven't had a Chaos Dwarf team in a long time. So that's the default side of this. But that's okay. And now after every season that passes, after we go through what our training camp phase in our league, mm-hmm. uh, I will age all these guys by one. So some guys will fall off the list. So when people play that Alcorn Cup and start making those new rosters for teams, if there's anybody out there with a desired number of 12, they might as well. They're going to go to 13. They're going to go 13 and say, completely I, I, gone. there's no chance I'm coming back. And, that, that's and back they become to the, announcers or sideline people. Right. It's just like the whole Brett Favre really kind of thing inspired this. Is he coming back? Is he not? Is he going to come back to the Packers? Right. Is he going to go to the Vikings? Where is he going to go? And I was like, we need something like this. And, yeah, when it hits 13, they're really just doing uh, Levi, you know, gene <laughs> commercials and sending their penis to people on uh, through text messages. <laughs> More than we needed to know. Well, isn't that what yes. Brett Favre did? Yeah. 
I mean, he didn't do that. Somebody probably broke into his phone. No, I think he said he did it. Oh, okay. Well, at least he owned up to it. Most time, I I think it took him a while. (laughs) I don't know if he did or not. I don't know. Well, regardless, I don't care to talk about Brett Favre's penis. So let's go ahead and just close this out. All right. So if anybody has any questions, though, uh, you can tweet me. You can uh, email us or anything else, and I'll be happy to explain this. I hope I explained it very clear, as clear as I could today. So. All right, so that wraps this up, and let's um, take a quick break, and we'll be back with Extreme Brian Mitchell from X Painting. This is Morgan Thog, star player for the Chaos All Stars, and the greatest ogre blocker of all time. You are listening to Steve and Scott on Both Down. All right, we're back. And in this segment, we have none other than Brian Mitchell, also known to the internet world and Blood Bowl world. That's extreme. Extreme. How you doing? Pretty good. I have to remember how to do this podcasting thing. Yeah, it's been a while, hasn't it? Well, it hasn't been that long. I was on 3 Die Block recently. No, I mean on a real one. Oh, <laughs> boom. Boom shakalaka of the boom or whatever that is. Oh. It, ha- it has been a long since a while since I've been on the number one podcast. That's right. Ah, very in true. Indiana. <laughs> <laughs> nice <Sure>. pool. <laughs> like that. Yeah. So, anyways, I figured we'd have you on because not only do you have your Slurpee Bowl coming up, but you recently started a paintings commission service. How has that been going? It's been going really well. Um, I'm slowly working my way into it, so I'm not uh, overworking myself yet, but uh, it's going pretty well. It's uh, I have a nice website set up where I'm doing a blog not just about the commission painting I'm doing, but more of just trying to do um, all the painting I've been doing for myself and for commissions and then do other articles on some like product reviews and try and get some more of those up and different things like that. So it's more of a yeah. all-in-one source type thing. That's the stuff that I need because I'm not the greatest painter, but I want to get better, and I don't know really what I'm doing. Just kind of trial and error. I really enjoy your blog. I find myself kind of going there you know, th- three or four times a week and then you know, griping that there's nothing up there, but then I'm like, <laughs> he can't put something new out every day. He hasn't got to the point where he has to hire like three or four Indonesian children to help him paint. So, yeah, I've got a little backed up recently with uh, painting and stuff, and kind of neglected my blog a little bit. But I'm trying to uh, store up a few so that way it um, doesn't happen again. So at least I have something new every few days. Um, but yeah, you should check it out. It's x-painting.com. Yeah, it's it's really cool site. I like the fact that you paint all different models. I mean, obviously, with commission jobs, you probably get everything and anything. But um, me and my daughter uh, just recently primed our figures for your um, your pack the big house or whatever it's called contest that you're doing. Yeah, and uh, she saw the, how you painted one of the uh, the vampire girls with the blood cauldron or whatever. You know what I'm talking about. Yeah, with the red dress. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. My, my daughter's going to paint that for you. And so she was really excited to see one painted. So I just thought it was kind of cool. We were, we were looking at me and my daughter was looking at your website. And she thought that was really neat. Awesome. Yeah, so, I did that one. Um, 
I wanted that one to look kind of human-like, so I'm going to do more of the traditional vampire look on that model again here coming soon. But that one um, that I painted up with the red dress is going to be given away at uh, Rock Cup. Nice. Maybe we'll, me and so. Steve will win that when we take first and second. <laughs> we can hope again. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if we're going to have as good a luck at Rock Cup this week, next coming weekend. So we'll see how it happens. All right. So now... You've been painting for a long time. Are there any tips or tricks that you'd give newbies as you come into it? No. Good answer. (laughs) Yeah, none at all. (laughs) What I want to know is I see people like you post stuff and other really good painters. I want you to start from the very beginning when you get a model because I'm going to tell you what I do really quick. I open the model. I clean off the flash, file down any lines or anything that's on there. I wash it in soap and water because that's what I heard you're supposed to do because there's a film on it. I glue it to the base it's going to be on. I primer it and then I paint it and then I paint the main figure and then I do the flocking and then I'm done. So I want to hear what you do because you're a really good painter and you're obviously, uh, I think everybody else would want to know too. Okay. Um, well, thank you for saying I'm a really good painter. I think that's nice. I, I doubt myself sometimes. Um, are you serious? Yeah. Well, what are you yeah. like? Brian too gets on here and goes, I'm kind of a good Norse coach. And he's like number one in the world. <laughs> What's your problem, no, dude? Not that bad. I don't know. But anyway, <laughs> he's got to so, get some golden dragons. I don't know beneath if I have his... the best example for painting and modeling. Cause there's a lot of things that you're supposed to do that. I just don't cause I'm lazy or I don't know. I've okay. never had any problem well, with it, but like washing minis, well, I've never washed a single mini. You, you don't. Okay. Well, walk us through the process. Okay. So and, I open and up when the you do this, when you do this, I'm sorry. Can you tell us like what brand of primer you use and all that stuff? Because I'm just really curious. And tell us yeah. what you're wearing. And, and I'd like to know if you wear pants. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Yeah, the brands of stuff that I buy change a lot, but I could talk about some that I use. Um, so I open up the model and I clean it all off, assemble it the same way you mentioned, removing the flash, filing down the mold lines, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Do you and, use green stuff when you put your model together? Uh, occasionally. Do you pin models together? Uh, it, if it looks like it requires it, then okay. I will. Like if it's something that's going to be, like if it's an arm that's sticking in the air that I know I'm going to be grabbing a lot, then okay. I'll probably go ahead and pin that. Okay. Or uh, if it's just heavy in general. Uh, a lot of metal models I would always pin because they're more likely to break. Okay. Um, I'm sorry to interrupt you. You're fine. <laughs> <laughs> But I usually have a general idea of what I'm going to do with the bases. So I'll go ahead and um, base, the, base the bases without the model on them and then attach the model. But I guess with assembly, since you brought up the green stuff, I do you know green stuff, the gaps, do the gap filling. The liquid green stuff from Games Workshop is actually really nice because you can kind of brush it on if the gap's not too big and it fills up the small gaps really easily. And it's a lot easier than rolling out your little green stuff sausage and getting it in there. But then I attach the model to the base and then I prime it. So that first layer of basing, like if I'm doing the standard blood bowl base that I'll do has like a a sand at the bottom and then grass on top of the sand. So there's little points where the sand will stick out. Um, So it'll just be the the sand and then I'll prime all that and then start painting. And then when I'm done, I'll put the grass on. That's interesting because when I flock, lately I've been like, I've commissioned a few jobs with Rogue's Painting. Um, you know, he's worked with us with the Oklahoma Bowl team and stuff. Uh, but I've been like flocking my own bases. I usually 
you know, I, I flock all that after the miniature's been painted. So I would like actually glue the rocks and stuff on there, but I don't paint the rocks. Is that, is it more traditional to put all that stuff on there, primer it and then paint over it? Uh, I don't know if it's more traditional. It's the way I do it. I like, um, it adds a little bit more adhesive to it. So you don't have sand falling off later on. Okay. And, and then painting it gives you a chance to do like a couple different shades of the painting. So there's more depth to it. Um, but then also I really don't like models that look like they're in the ground instead of on the ground. And I think if you do the flocking at the end, it's a lot easier to have the ground level actually above their feet. So it looks like they've sunken in the ground a little bit. Okay. So if you do the flock or the sand at least first, and then you put the model on top of it, then it looks like he's you know standing on the ground. Maybe okay. the grass is over his feet, but nothing else. Cool. Well, thanks for ruining every model that I have now. Yeah. All st- all <laughs> now I'm going to look back at them and go, oh crap, they all they're all in the ground. Okay, I got a, I got another question for you. Sure. I, I was told when I put like the rocks and gravel and stuff on there, not to use super glue and. I didn't. I was told this after I started putting like these rocks on with super glue. I always put the. I take my modeling glue, whether it's privateer press modeling glue or whatever, and I put the rocks and dirt and stuff on there if I have it. And then I put the the actual like grass looking material, whatever that's called, fake grass, static grass, whatever. I put that on with like an Elmer's type glue. And I was told not to use the super glue because it will melt the paint off your miniatures. And have you heard any rumors to this? Or is this true or something you don't I, use or do you know anything I've about that? I've never actually done it myself. I, I don't see where it would be a big problem. Maybe the fumes, I guess, from it might damage the paint a little bit on, on like the feet in the lower part of the model. Okay. But I really don't think it would be a problem unless you're using an excessive amount of super glue. Okay. Well, I've never ran into any problems whatsoever. It's yeah. just kind of weird. Then I would keep doing it. So Basically, do I use... think anything in the hobby, like if you're doing something and it's working for you, just keep doing it. Don't listen to what anyone else says. <laughs> when you uh, flock bases, do you use any of those, like, um, what's the company? It, it, they sell these, like, clumps of grass now. I can't remember what it's called. Me and Steve's bought this, and we've shared it. Uh, By shared yeah, it, he means I've, he's used it all. Yeah, that means I've used it all. Steve bought it, and I used it. I have seen them. I haven't used them. I just tr- get my traditional, you know, five-pound bag of grass and take mm-hmm. it home and not smoke it. Your, your nickel bag? Yeah. Put it on my models instead. Well, are you one of these guys that can actually make those little, like, clumps of grass where it looks like a little, like, weed sprig is popping up through the field? Is, Did I explain yeah. that right? Is that difficult to do? I don't understand. Oh, okay. Well... No, me and Steve can't do that. That's why he buys these <laughs> these little packs for like four bucks of these grass sprigs, and then we. Oh, to be fair, we haven't really tried because no. you know when you first get into the hobby, you don't think to go outside of what you're shown. You know, yeah. we go to the store, we see the paints, we see the flocking, we see the specialty flocking, and that's what we think to get. But I'm sure yeah. since you've been doing it for a long time, you're like, screw that, we'll just go get some grass clippings and go. Well, to that point too, I think it's um, it's very you can grow a lot as a painter or a hobby model or whatever you want to call yourself in general if you go outside of your normal crowd. Because I know for like I took a big leap in my painting from 2003 to 2004, and the reason for that was up to that point I was playing with all the same people and they thought my painting was great. But then I went to my first Blood Bowl tournament and found out that wasn't true at all, and I was actually a really horrible painter at that time. Yeah, the we big had change experience. I, the big change I made was going to Gen Con and going to different painting seminars 
and like listening to what other people that did stuff had to do and all these new ideas and you know reading stuff on like cool mini or not has a ton of great articles to read on there about uh, different ways to improve but so you can take all those things and take things that work for you but i don't think you should uh, treat them like gospel i guess just ideas that can you can use and or not use as you want makes sense okay i got another one for you uh, just recently, uh, GW changed all their paint lines and stuff to different colors, you know, with, yep. with more annoying names. So you had to try to rematch stuff with your old stuff and new stuff, but they, I guess they don't have, and I, I could be wrong on this because my shop, I buy all my paints from my shop because I want, I get a discount or I work it off since I work at the comic shop. Um, so I don't know if we get every product in of games workshop paints, but there's, there's what I used to call inks. There's glazes. There's like shades. And is there something else that I'm not thinking of? Washes. Can, or washes, maybe that's it. Can you explain what those three are? Because they look like they're, you know, they're more wet, I guess I should say, or more liquid like. So to me, those are all old inks, but they have these different names on here. So I'm just curious what they mean and what you would use them for. Sure, I can definitely try to do that. Uh, first, they're not inks at all. Um, they are... Thanks for ruining my gate. <laughs> so I don't know anything. Well, you, you would use the washes in the same way people used to use inks, but okay. they're just not chemically the same thing at all. Um, so basically, my understanding of how the paint process works is you have your pigment and then you have your medium. Uh, and GW actually sells just... The clear medium now, which is really awesome, but I can get to that in a minute. So you have your gla- or your pigment and your medium, and if you mix those, uh, I don't know whatever the ratio is to make paint, it's thicker. But then if you add more medium, you can get to a glaze, and then if you add even more medium, you can get to a wash. Um, where you would use those, like once you paint your base color on there, then you could use a glaze on top of that, and it lets some of the color underneath it show through because it's not. Uh, it's kind of like you should always water down your paints, but with uh-huh. the glaze, it helps that process too a little bit. Okay. And it flows better over the area. And then your washes flow even more. You can, you know, a lot of people will take, I don't know what they call it now, earth shade, I think. It used to be uh, Devlin mud, but they would take that wash and just wash over the whole model and basically do a dip. And it just goes into all the recesses and does all your shading for you. Mm, okay. But so then now can, they have the clear medium. Well, hold so on a second. Can you step back on the on the glaze part? Can you can you give me an example? Is that like you paint something? Um, I don't know. I know gore red's not around anymore. But is it like red on top of a red type glaze? Or, or yeah, your glaze would usually be a little bit lighter than the color you put underneath it. Oh, okay. But okay. it would still have that. I don't. I guess the temperature or the warmth from the color underneath okay. All would, right. would still show through a little bit. Okay. So it wouldn't be like painting directly on top of it. Okay. All right. Go ahead. And, and then <laughs> Games Workshop has the clear medium now. So if you want, you can actually mix your own glazes and washes using that. So if there's a color that there's not a glaze for, you can buy that color and then kind of mix your own to create a glaze. Hmm. Like I've had a lot of success mixing uh, just 50-50. I'll take – because I don't use GW Paints – but I use their washes and this new glaze medium. But I use uh, Vallejo paints, and I'll mix um, 50-50 with the paint and this medium to create glazes. Okay. So my understanding back when they had inks, 
is that's what you use to like fill in all, you know, you let it run over the model and it'd fill it kind of, mm-hmm. it would set on the cracks and stuff. So you could see the creases in the hands and fingers yeah. and all that. So is that what you use glazes or shades for, or wash? I guess a wash now, right? Yes. Yeah. Okay. That's what, uh, that's what most people use washes for. I would okay. Say. Um, but then if you watch like a tutorial by uh, James Wapple, and watch him how he he uses his washes. He actually will say uh, he has different terms for how he does everything, but he's essentially using washes. I mean, throughout the whole process, um, and he's not doing it. You know, you don't. He doesn't do a heavy wash so it goes into the recesses. He's doing a lighter wash so it just kind of tints uh, hmm. the paint. Cool. Which is interesting. All this is very interesting. I could listen to this stuff forever. I don't know if I could ever pull it off, but <laughs> I try. See, the problem well, is can't. we just we tend to paint things that we care about, so we don't want to screw them up. So we tend not to go outside of our comfort zone a lot, I think. Well, and that's a big thing that I've run into, too, with um, painting commissions now. Um, I, I try to mix in painting stuff for myself and then painting commissions. Um, but, like, when there's new techniques I want to try or things that I might think take a little longer, I usually save that for my own stuff. And sometimes my commissions aren't my best work, but I have those in separate galleries so people can kind of see, you know, where I'm painting at, what they can expect. And the reason for that isn't because I don't want to give them my best. It's because I know how long painting that way takes. And I can quote it out and I can make sure I'm on time with that. Whereas if I start getting crazy and trying new things, I don't know how long that's going to take or if it's even going to look good. So I'd rather save that for my own stuff. That makes sense. All right. So when you're painting your model... I see some people like I don't know get some type of putty or something and stick it onto like a like a little medicine cap or a like pop bottle cap. Do you do that method or whatever? I don't. It's something that um I want to start doing. Um I see usually, Brian, I see Brian Harmon do that often. Uh BCH. Yeah, he does it. Um most I think most really good painters do it. Um is I it, just haven't got around to doing it yet. Is that just to so. kind of grip the model where you're not touching the base? Yes, yeah, to give you more to hold on to, and it's easier to kind of spin the model okay. um, without grabbing the model and getting whatever's on your fingers all over the model or smudging paint or whatever. And you can actually it. set it down instead of having to hold it the whole time. Yeah, I'd say um, probably the most common thing I see is just blue tack on top of an old paint bottle. That's okay, empty. I was going to ask you what the goop is that they put on top. So it's yeah, blue it's just tack. Good old blue tack that teachers used to use. I don't know if they still use it or not. Okay, since we're talking about all this stuff, what do you prefer? Do you prefer a traditional, what is it, what is it, 25 millimeter base or whatever versus the ones that are like the, I, we, me and Steve's been calling them like cups, but it's the ones that like a lot of people use for like hordes and um, or machine. war machine. Yeah, the privateer press bases. Private, yeah. I think they were the first one to really use them. Um, I call them display bases. Okay, display um, bases, okay. I kind of, I use them both just depending on what the project really is like for my blood bowl models i tend to just use the standard gw style 25 millimeter base um but for other projects if i know i'm not going to be playing with them if they're just to sit in a glass cabinet sometimes i'll use the rounded edge or if it i don't know if it's for like my malifaux models i use those because that's what all the malifaux models come with so i wanted them to look like everybody else's so really it's just a matter of preference no it's just Whatever that project works for that project, I guess. Right. But I've started mixing in a lot of um, 30 millimeter bases from Impact Miniatures. So for Blood Bowl, what I've started doing with all my teams is having like uh, 
strength three guys on 25 millimeters, strength four on 30s, and then big guys on 40s. Oh, don't say that because that sounds like an awesome idea. And I'd have to rebase <laughs> all my guys. Oh, my gosh. That's brilliant. That's smart. And then, too, the uh, impact has smaller bases. So for your snot wings, you could have even smaller bases. Oh, hmm. You just ruined all this for me. I know it's kind of a goofy question. Um, you know those little like letters and stuff you use for your bases for like when you do the forty minors that says like a like a, an action verb or something on there like block or kick or whatever. Sure. Uh, a Slater numbers, yeah. Um, what's your process on that? Uh, my process. Well, first, I think it's awesome that impact miniatures are selling them. It's a lot easier to get them through them than it used to be, because uh, we used to have to go through um, like railroad hobby. I was going to say that I was looking for them just elsewhere, and they're way more expensive elsewhere. So, yeah. and the problem too is apparently the old guys that have railroad sets in their basements don't use the internet much. So all the websites that sell them are horrible <laughs> and impossible to like navigate through, and you have to. It, yeah, it just sucks. So I'm glad Impact is selling them now. It's much easier to get them. <clears throat> but my process, um, I cut off the numbers you know, carefully with the knife. Usually um, I'll have my finger holding it down as I'm cutting it because they tend to pop off and fly across the room. <laughs> okay. But then I will, um, on my base, like put a ribbon of super glue, I guess. I'll, like put a dot and then with a toothpick brush it on so there's a little blanket of super glue across my base. Mm-hmm. And then use that same toothpick that now has a little bit of stickiness to it to pick up the number and put it on there. And because there's an excessive amount of superglue on there, it gives me a little bit of a time to kind of move it around and get it where I want it before it dries and is stuck there forever. And then after that, I'll, after it dries, I'll paint it. You, okay, so you do paint, uh, paint over it and give it its own unique color. Yeah. Okay. I've seen some guys that it looks like they don't paint and then... I've well, seen that's some fine. that do, so it's just, I guess, preference on that. I think it's easier if you don't paint it. If if you use my method, you're going to have that glue film on your base ring, so it's going to stand out that, hey, you put a bunch of super glue on your base ring, <laughs> so you kind of have to paint it at that point. Okay. Um, but I imagine they're using a different method that doesn't leave that nasty glue look on there, so they don't have to paint it. So if you, you wouldn't paint the ring around your base first, you would put these letters on then paint your base blue or black or whatever color it is yeah the way i'm doing it because i want to paint over that glue so okay. much so i'm asking all these questions because i'm trying to paint a team for chaos cup and boy it's going really slow yeah steve hasn't started his yet either i have started oh, they yeah. are assembled oh, okay mostly sleepily does not count for chaos cup as well and i haven't started <laughs> no we what? have three you're months. taking something different no Oh. Um, X-Painting is going to be donating a painted team to the Chaos Cup. I better win that. No, you're not allowed this year. You won last year. No, my daughter won last year. <laughs> Good point. <laughs> Boom. Hey, well, I have a do, you ever, do you ever do water effects on bases? Um, I haven't yet, but I'm going to have to learn soon, I guess, because I have a commission for one later in the year. Oh, okay. Uh, do you know the process that you're going to use or what products? I have no idea. Okay. Well, when I do, though, I'll put up a blog post about it. So good because I've got a couple of things I want to try, and we have a friend in our league who has a pirate team, so I've been wanting to do like a beach on his base. So I don't know how to do that, so I'll have to figure it out. What about flocking like snow? Yeah, 
Good luck. <laughs> um, what I've found, I, the GW snow, you don't get very much of it, and it's not really the most cost-effective, but it's the only one I really have any experience with. And if you mix, like, take the snow out, don't use it like traditional flock, but you mix it with glue, like in a separate cup, and kind of make a goop. Mm-hmm. And if you get, once you experiment and get that goop just right, you can kind of spoon it out on your base. And then once it dries, it looks like hills of snow and it looks really good. Ah, oh. see, that's what we were talking about the other day. Somebody, um, Kenny, the guy from Rogue's Painting, you know, he likes how I've been flocking these Blood Bowl teams that I've had commissioned from him. And um, he recently contacted me. He's like, hey, have you ever done snow bases? And I was like, no, I have never have. And I told Steve I didn't know how to make it look like natural snow, you know. So that's yeah. that's a great idea. I mean, the big thing is kind of learning the consistency and the mixture of glue to snow that you want. I usually mess it up the first couple times before I get it right, and then from there I can go ahead and get a team done. And that's just using regular Elmo's glue? Yeah. Yeah. What do you use to prime your figures? Um, I use a lot of Army Painter primers. Okay. Uh, they come in, I don't know, 16 different colors. Right. So just whatever... It's going to be the most prominent color on the model or hardest to paint. Like, if it's going to be a yellow uniform, I usually prime the whole thing yellow. Okay. Uh, I got some more questions for you. Number one, Army Painter is those people that sell those, like, little sprigs of grass. That's what we buy, Steve. Oh, okay. So he just reminded me of that. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> now I can't remember my other question. Shit. That wasn't uh, even a question. That was that just wasn't a statement. Even, um, Army Painter, I think they got started selling dips. It was their big thing. So. I've never tried that. Have you used those before? Uh, Johnny uses them a lot. Um, I have one that I've used a little bit, and it or, I mean, it works. It's basically the same thing as what a lot of people are doing with their very heavy washes, mm-hmm. only it's quicker. Um, the thing that I – the reason I don't use it a lot is because it's not water-based. So it, I'm lazy, and I don't like having paint thinner and stuff to clean out my brushes. Oh, so. Yeah, that would suck. Um, when you're done with the model – and you want to, you know, spray coat it, seal it, whatever. You know, everybody uses different terms for it. What do you use? Use the tester's dull coat. Uh, but usually I'll put like a, uh, I'll go to whatever store's cheapest and get like a triple gloss heavy thing put on it. And then once I have it, you know, super gloss and sealed, then I'll put the dull coat over it to take the gloss off. Okay, because what we've been doing now, uh, a couple years ago when we started our leagues and everything we started using um what was it the i guess it's the armory is it the armory painters I don't, I don't know it's the one with the little figures on it that look like the little dork tower dork tower stuff i, I know it's probably not a product that's sold at most game shops but we carry it at ours uh i think it's called armory yeah i use their primers okay too. so uh, yeah i use their primers and i get their like uh clear whatever, matte clear matte finish or yeah. whatever spray mm-hmm. And in the past, and I think it was a couple things. One, I think I sprayed too much. And two, I think we did it when it was humid and hot here in Oklahoma. So, you know, 90 degrees. But we had this frosting on our miniatures. Mm -hmm. And some of the guys down that played Warhammer and stuff, they told us that they used this spray, an additional spray that takes it right off. You know, it clears up the, the frosting that was appearing. And... And it works really well. So now anymore that I do miniatures, I actually do the, uh, what was it called? Armory. 
clear coat clear coats and i spray the crap out of them with that and then i do also the testers dull coat and hit those and they seem to seal it really well so i'm really happy with that uh the gloss varnishes are usually heavier and will protect the model more that's why i use those and also if you do the gloss and then do the mat on top of it as you're playing with the model if you see it starts to be shiny then you'll know that your mat's worn off and you're down to the gloss coat now so you can hit it again with the mat to Oh, Ooh, that's a nice trick. That's a good idea. We might have to start going to gloss coat and then the dull coat. Anything else painting-wise you we're, think of? We're, we're picking your brain. I hope you don't mind. I don't mind at all. There was something else I was going to ask you, and I can't even think of it. You were going to ask me how to make awesome models with giant heads? With giant heads. How do you... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I would be actually curious to hear how you did all that with your miners. A lot of work, a lot of time. <laughs> Did you really carve off the heads of second edition figures to s- yes. sit the other one? Oh, my God, dude. Yeah, I cut off the head of the second edition dwarves um, to put the Rackham heads on. And then I did uh, the green stuff for the helmets. And then the shoulder pads, I um, did a resin casting of once I got a shoulder pad that I liked. So I had a whole team's worth of those. So I added those. And then green stuff to the buckles and stuff to hold the shoulder pads on. <sighs> Jeez. I've tried to kind of mod stuff with the green stuff. I guess my little pudgy sausage fingers just don't work well because I see YouTube videos all the time, how to make chains, and these guys just whip through it, and I can't, I don't know if I'm not Well, they've also been doing it for 20 years. Well, maybe so. The easiest thing to uh, start with to build your confidence is fur because fur and hair is really easy to do. So if you have a model that has, like, long hair and you want to do a head swap on it and if you just need to do hair on the back, it's pretty Hmm. easy. And do you use, like, a toothpick, or do you actually use custom tools? Um, and I, have, I think the stuff I have is actually dental tools. Okay. That I have. That's what I keep hearing. Yeah, I, got, I recently bought some similar to that, yeah. Well, what else have we got, Steve? Any more questions we can ask him before we paint our models? Can't really think of anything. Uh, I hate <laughs> painting. I, I love it, but I hate it. Oh, I know what I was going to ask him. So I have a question about painting colors. Uh, I also heard that, like, if you want to paint orange on a team, you need to put a coat of yellow before you paint the coat of orange. Or if you want a certain other color, you got to paint this color and then this color and then finally get to your red to be a bright red or whatever it is. Do you buy into this stuff, or is it true, or is it just stuff I've here at the game shop? Um, it's true to a certain extent, but I think it's finding something that works for you again, uh, which I think everything in the hobby really is, but because every nerd thinks that they're right, they're going to argue with you until you're doing it wrong. Um, but if you, it matters on like, if you're trying to paint a yellow on top of a black primer model, it's going to be a lot harder if you just go straight to yellow and then you'll want a color under it to build off of, um, and that's where, like, once you get that base layer down, if you're doing glazes on top of that, then it'll help to bring out that true color. Um, for reds, I've never had any trouble with reds. I know some people do. Um, but it, usually you'll start with a red and then do, like, an orange glaze to brighten it up a little bit. Okay. Well, I've, when I told everybody I was going to do the uh, Oklahoma Ginger Badges for Chaos Cup last year, everybody was like, they're going to be orange? That's the hardest color to paint and all this stuff. and. But we also tend to use white as a primer. Well, that's and true, that, too. That helps a lot. Yeah. I can't. I cannot see the detail if I prime my stuff like a black color. Me neither. Now, I know I'm fo- almost 40 and have bad eyes, but 
I just really can't see the detail. I don't know how people do it. So, When something is already primed, and say it came primed black, but you would rather it be white or vice versa, is it better just to strip it all and then do it or just slap on another primer coat? You're talking about like something you bought off eBay that's been yeah. primed for years? Um, because that tends to happen, you know. Uh, and I know well, if it's completely painted, you go ahead and strip, but if it's just a primer... Yeah, I would evaluate the primer. Like sometimes the older stuff um, is flaking off or looks like it's going to start flaking off, then you'll want to go ahead and strip it and start over. Okay. Or if they put it on there way too heavy, then you don't really know what's under it. They could have been painted three times already, and they just keep primering over that. Yeah, I think so then, Scott got a figure like that. Yeah, yeah, I bought some miniatures recently, and <clears throat> I did the simple green, you know, throw, that, throw them in a bucket for a day or so and start, mm-hmm. you know, peeling them off. This one miniature had like four layers of paint and primer on it. And it was just what you said. You know, somebody painted this guy green and then they decided like, I don't like green. So I'm going to primer him and I'm going to paint this troll blue. And (laughs) the worst ones are when you uh, like start digging through some of those layers and you get to like an enamel paint layer. Yes. Because that stuff never wants to come out of the cracks. Well, a couple of these models, I had to take those like dental or carving tools or whatever you know with a little mm-hmm. spike end on it and i had to just basically you know loosen up the paint in those joints and just peel it out you know slowly and surely it was a real pain in the butt but yeah but in general like if the priming looks good then i'll just go ahead and prime over it um but i won't do like a heavy primer like if you prefer white what i would do is just leave the black but then just spray like a light coat of white from the top and that'll actually help your highlighting too. It's called a zenith uh, highlighting, which is basically highlighting from underneath from your base layers. Hmm. Uh, which there's actually some really great tutorials on zenith highlighting, and these people, the people that have mastered that technique, can paint models you know very quickly, and they look amazing. And it's because the highlighting is kind of done for them already from the priming, and then they just glaze and highlight out of that. Steve just wrote that down. That must mean he's interested. I'm going to check that out. <laughs> hey, well, before we let you go, is there any painting horror stories that you had? Horror stories? Yeah, like um, you've messed something up or put a ton of time into it and then well, just completely dropped it. Like Spider Smith. Like Spider Smith. Smith. Oh, my gosh, dude. I saw your cast pack team. I was like, I had such a woody for them because, of course, they're second edition and stuff, and I came up from that era. And then I finally decided to put together my spider smith and that thing was a bitch (laughs) yet uh... i didn't break it as many times as i did some ice troll that i got from impact miniatures spider smith's definitely on the list of models that were not fun to assemble um but he's not at the top i think uh what was it it's one of the sisters of battle models from 40k uh whatever their walkers are called, they were solid metals before they'd gone to plastic models. Mm-hmm. So the thing was like a five-pound brick and just had all these flimsy, like all this weight at the top that had to go on these little flimsy legs. And it was a pain. But yeah, usually that's all done during the assembly, so it's not really a painting horror story. Usually by then you're over the horror and <laughs> have moved on. That makes sense. Well, any final questions, Scott? Oh, I'm sure I'll think of some as soon as we let him go. I'm sure we can always have him back. Uh, before we do let you go, uh, Slurpcast should be coming back shortly, hopefully, for at least a little yeah. 
Yeah, we're going to be uh, recording the live episode at Zlurpy Bowl. So we're going to be recording that June 8th, which is the Saturday of Zlurpy Bowl. Is there any spots open for Zlurpy Bowl? There are. Um, Pre-registration closes on June 3rd, but there are still currently, I think, 18 spots. So there's still time. So if you're waiting around and just sitting on your butt and can't decide if you want to go or if you're going to go or you're being a a dipwad like don't want to turn in your roster because you think that the TO is going to give it to everybody, they need to go ahead and sign up now, right? Yeah, and there's no um, (laughs) registration at the door this year, so you're going to have to show me your roster in advance anyway. That's cool. So you can send those rosters to me and Steve just in case we get, like, some money and we can use up there with with that secret. like to see that happen. (laughs) I really would like to see that happen. It's not going to. (laughs) And also, why don't you go ahead and pimp out your website one more time? Yeah, it's uh, xpaintingservices.com. And how far out are you on commissions? Uh, The rest of the year I'm booked. Are you really? Yeah. Oh my gosh! But you can go to the website and follow the blog and kind of see my stuff. And uh, I also have you know the Facebook page that's kind of linked to the blog and post a lot of stuff there. So while I may not be able to take your commission for a while, um, there's still stuff going on. Cool. So what if somebody came to you and paid you twice your commission rate? Would you boot somebody else out? I hope he would. He has a family to feed. Yeah. Um, well, a lot, a lot of the commissions I have over the course of the next year, I'd say several of them are friends. So I might have a conversation with them first and be like, wow. hey, do you mind me bumping you a little bit? Or, or if it was twice my normal rate, maybe I would go to my wife and be like, hey, I need to lock myself out in the garage for a few extra days this month. So, hey, so if somebody really wants something painted really well and doesn't mind spending a lot of money, they can still get it done. <laughs> Yes. Dude, what has the million dollar man taught us? Everybody has a price. Everybody has a price. Yeah. And if you, you give him enough, he'll he'll be like, Yeah, I don't even know who Johnny P is. <laughs> <laughs> Who's that? Uh, I'll I'll make him lick my toes at the next Slurpee Bowl. Oh, uh, if we all had money. <laughs> We'd be so hey, happy. I, I did wanna uh, Jimmy Christmas. Um I did wanna ask you, are a lot of your commissions? Blood Bowl related, or are you getting other jobs as well? Um, I'm starting to get other things, which is pretty exciting for me because I want to kind of – because I've really – I don't have much in my gallery on the website that's really older models. It's all stuff that's been done in the last year or so. So I'm really looking forward to having a wider range of things. Um, So where most of it was Blood Bowl for a long time, and now I'm starting to get other projects mixed in there too. So it's pretty exciting. Nice. I think, um, I don't know, I don't like to talk about things too far in advance because it might fall through, but there's um, some Super Dungeon Explorer models that I might be painting soon and some stuff like that. Have you played that game? I have done the demo a few times and it's a lot of fun, but I just haven't was, thrown down the money for it. Yeah, well, that's the thing. It's like it's like a $75 board game. So It's like $90. Oh, is it? Is it more yeah. than I thought? It's and not the, like Blood Bowl. And there's know. like a billion expansions, so I feel like... I had to have all of them, of course. <laughs> yeah. If you could fight, like if you just do the demo and how much fun the demo is, that's just the starter box. But then you'd have to have the willpower not to buy everything else. Yeah, that's pretty hard coming from a comic book geek background. <laughs> <laughs> I need to buy stuff so I feel cool. Like stop, Steve just... stop looking at my comics. <laughs> 
Dude, we all came from that. that I know. That's that collector's mentality. Yeah, so I saw a picture of your studio recently, and I'm really jealous. It looks like a quite the professional setup you guys have there. Are you jealous that we have a Star Wars beach towel? Is yeah, that what it that is? Yeah, pretty awesome. It's actually a very fun environment. It's not bad. <laughs> if if I had more money and time, I'd actually paint it and make it look decent. Because you, you can't see the puke green and the floral border pattern. Yeah, there's some nice little on. flowers. Up, up around the, up the top of the room. It's so, odd. You know, really, I don't think I've ever noticed that until just now. And we've been doing this for a long time. Wow. <laughs> well, I gets distracted with all the cool comic books and old Silver Age stuff and action figures and Star Wars beach towel. <laughs> that is crappy wallpaper. Oh, my God. Okay, well, we're just going to go ahead and end this segment before Scott to tears off the wallpaper, I guess. But thank you for joining us. No problem. Thanks for having me. Hey, are you you have a Twitter account, right? I do. With your painting? Why don't you tell everybody what it is? It's X Painting. All right. Do you have a Twitter for Slurpy Bowl? For Slurpy Bowl, no. I have a... Uh... You have a website, though. Did we already do that? Yes. I don't think we have. Slurpybowl.com. You want to get all my plugs out of the way? Yeah, do it all. All right. I'm doing uh, the Sell Out the Big House contest for my dwarf team where I'm asking people to send in dwarf models that represent them to put into my stands. And when are so those currently... due? Sorry? When are those due, those models? Uh, June 8th is the cutoff for the contest. But uh, the way I've started the construction of the stadium, and I'm going to have a lot of room, so I think I'm going to be accepting models forever. But the actual contest ends on June 8th. Is the contest side of it based off quality? Because that means I'll have more time if you're just going by quality. <laughs> But if there's like a random prize for just participating, I need to get my button gear. Well, there's several prizes. Uh, there's most of them are random, but there are two prizes that are based on quality. One will be a fan vote, and one will be my personal favorite. And that website is da40miners.com. D-a-four-zero-miners.com. Well, don't don't go to that website. I have, <laughs> those guys are like totally against me. And they also have an awesome Twitter account. They do, but. Uh, Go ahead. I'll let you do it. It's the 40 Miners. Yeah. That guy, whoever runs that, always is like gabbing at me and talking trash. We've had him on the show before. Yeah, he's been on your show. Jeez. I know. He sounds very similar to your voice. Are you guys related? If you guys are related, I'm not going to let the segment air. Well, he uh, talked to me before I came on here when he heard I was going to be on the show, and he wanted me to make sure uh, to mention that he doesn't appreciate your head comments. (laughs) (laughs) They have giant bulbous heads. Yeah, if you don't awesome. believe me, go check out the website. I mean, their heads are giant. They're, they're mutants. They're, they're yeah. chaos dwarves. That's what I actually they uh, had to take it into consideration when I was building my stadium to make sure the hallways were a little wider <laughs> to compensate for their giant heads. I can't wait to actually see your stadium. I think that's a really cool idea, and it, I wish I had the gumption and the um, time, well, money. Well, more just skills. Um, not being so lazy to do something mm. like that. Well, that's re- really the reason I started the contest is because this is something I've wanted to do for several years. But I was like, if people are sending me these models, now I feel obligated. I have to get this done. Now I have a deadline, and these people are spending a lot of cool time making these awesome models, so I have to have the stadium done now. I absolutely love the, the contest idea. I think it's really cool how the Blood Bowl community comes through with stuff like this. like the Going back to like the Give Him a Goblin contest that – I know. I think me and Steve participated mm-hmm. in, and yeah, then uh, I did as well. Yeah, and 
the legacy team at Chaos Cup. I, I I just was shocked that everybody actually came through with all this stuff. So I think it's really cool that you're doing this for the the stadium. And frankly, I wish we would have stole that idea. <laughs> Well, well, it's time. really uh, me stealing several ideas. I was greatly influenced by the Give Them a Goblin contest. I was like, hey, that's a really neat idea. And, you know, I needed this incentive to actually get off my butt and do the stadium that I've wanted to do for a while. And then I wanted to uh, give people the incentive to actually send me stuff for no particular reason. So I added it, made it a contest so they could possibly win, you know, painted star players or uh, I think gift certificate for impact or I'm having uh, Golden Toe Joe shirts made up and someone's going to win that. Mm, boo. <laughs> Why would you want to wear his shirt? He's a measly uh, kicker. Uh, he is a team one captain. of the greatest Blood Bowl players of all time. I don't I don't know about that. Uh, I'm right going to find Morgan. out what tournament you're going to bring those guys to. I'm going to bring a team with Morg on it, and we're going to just go after Joe and try to kill him. Um, and, then, and then my fluff of the world will say he's dead. I would love for you to uh, run into the 40 miners on the pitch again because I think they would have a lot of aggression they need to take out. <laughs> uh, you guys would so smoke me. I know I'm so dead when that day comes where I go look at look at the pairings. I go, ah, God damn it. I got to play extreme. And he actually brought the miners today. Oh, don't you want to score? No, I think I'm going to pound your face in one more time. <laughs> I only have one guy left. That's okay. I'm going to kick him. <laughs> so oh, much I, hate. I would never hold a grudge like that. Sure. I'm in the book of grudges with those little <laughs> those little mythical bastards. Oh, good times. Got to love Blood Bowl. Yeah, I forgot about that. The book of grudges also could be found on their website. Yeah. All sorts of goodies. Well, thank you, Brian, for coming on here. And I know this was us more asking you just questions and stuff. But actually, I thought it was really helpful. Yeah. I mean – I learned a lot yeah. actually tonight. So I hope so. I mean, I don't claim to be the world's best painter, but I feel like I do a good enough job. And really, I think the best thing you could do for yourself is take in as many different ideas as you can and kind of figure out what works for yourself. And don't be afraid to screw up. That's yeah, what I need definitely. to learn because I, I, I haven't done any washes yet because I don't want to screw up my guys. Like I just spent hours painting that. I don't want to put on a crappy wash and go, ah, shit. <laughs> <laughs> and until you've screwed up a few models, you won't realize how awesome it can look, though. <laughs> True. Oh, that's a good point. Well, thank you again, Brian, for being on here, and good luck with Slurpy Bowl and X Painting and all that stuff. So we look forward to the next Slurpcast, too. So you guys get on to it. Yeah, I look forward to it, too. So that way you guys are the number two podcast. Psh, yeah, right. Come on now. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Brian. No problem. Thanks, guys. See ya. Blood Bowl League, here with the very first Did You Know? Some of the most interesting stories of history in the Blood Bowl universe. Today, how the Blood Bowl became the most glorious tournament in existence. Anyone who has read into Blood Bowl lore knows that the Blood Bowl served as the league championship for 29 years. In the year 2461, the makers of Bloodweiser Beer and Kaiser and Blush bought the rights to the game and turned it into an open tournament. But... Did you know? Did you know that one of the owners of Ankheiser and Blush, Muscleheart Ankheiser himself, was a Blitzra with the semi-pro Eastside Rappers? One brutal match with the Iron Peak Axes Dwarf Squad, Ankheiser was trying to clear a path for the ball carrier and ran over a dwarven runner named Spadoff Cords, breaking his neck and almost killing him. Cords swore a blood oath against Ankheiser. After a failed comeback attempt, 
Spade off instead blitzed Ankheiser's family business and stole the best of the Ankheiser Blush Brewers for his own company, Cords. Then in 2461, Cords convinced NAF Commissioner Jorge Hellhound that he should sponsor the championship game, eyeing the millions of Cabal Vision advertising gold crowns. Ankheiser decided it was time to get back at his mortal enemy. He hired the famed attorney, Johnny Corcoran, to deliver a message. Corcoran found Hellhound had a stake in the gouged eye and had profited off the eye's Chaos Cup championship. A definite no-no. Unless you're a goblin. Corcoran brought the devastating revelation to the commissioner and told him he should reconsider his deal with Cords. And thus, Ankheiser Blush and Bloodweiser became the official beer of the Blood Bowl. He even agreed to splitting off the big game from the NAF Championship and it became an open tournament that eventually eclipsed the popularity of the NAF itself. So now you know what I know. This is Snob Costas. Okay, welcome to Shoutouts. As you just heard, that was our first Did You Know segment done by Mark Zuckerman and Snob Costas. So I wanted to give a shout out to them. Yay, Mark! Yay, Snob! Uh, hopefully, as I said, we'll have that every month. Nice little fluffy, fun piece. Uh, if you have any comments about it, let us know. Hopefully you liked it. And next person to shout out, Scott? I'm going to shout out, I believe his name is Jeremy. I don't have my notes here in front of me. Uh, Sigiyama? Is it Sigiyama or Sigilama? Probably both. Okay, anyways, he sent us an email. Uh... He's trying to break the code on how we name our episodes, <laughs> and I'm not going to tell him because he doesn't want to know. Uh, yeah, like I told him, he's probably overthinking it. It's There's not much to it. Scott does all the naming of the episodes, and, uh, which, is why, has, else, which no, is why it has nothing to do with Blood Bowl. There's somebody else that has figured it out, and so don't ruin it for him by like announcing it on the forums or anything. I won't go breaking his heart. Don't go breaking my heart. Don't, don't go breaking my heart. <laughs> I they sing that chorus so I, many times in that oh, song. Oh, yeah. Don't go breaking my, don't, don't go breaking my, don't go breaking my heart. We're good singers. But also, he sent a, a link to his blog. Talk Fantasy Football. His blog. Did you read it? Oh, but. Well, about, it's his blog. Uh, okay, it's on ta- Talk Fantasy Football, but it's yeah, about the, his team creation and stuff. Da, yep, Frozen Flames. Yes. Yeah, it was pretty cool. Yeah, it was cool. It's a work in progress, and hopefully he'll keep updating it. You know. He he said it was in the email that it was a WIP, and for the longest time I couldn't figure out what that meant. <laughs> and I finally was like, oh, work in progress. Yeah. And now you know. <laughs> and then, um, who? You want me to go? Uh, I guess we'll do Philip, a.k.a. Stout Youngblood. He actually sent us, you know, we did those custom star players last time. Correct. And we've done it before. And we knew that there was information out there on how to create a star player, but we didn't bother to look it up since we don't is this plan the, stuff ahead. This is the Tom formula thing? Mm-hmm. For, okay. Yeah, yes. he sent us that information, so we'll have to use that next time when coming up with stuff. Ah, that's more work. And also he wanted us to know that it was actually Bull Moose Johnson who did the original Big Ten Inch record. Oh. Uh, the favorite blues. Instead of... Which I found... You know, right afterwards, because I was trying to find stuff for the end of the show. But in case other people wanted to know. And supposedly told people told us that it's not tenant, it's zinch. Or zinch oh, yeah. Is the pronunciation for the chaos Zinch. Guy. Yeah. 
So I'm going to find out more when we go to Rock Cup, which is just a few days away. Mm-hmm. I'm going to ask those guys because they because Matt from down at Rock Cup is running it and said that he knows how to pronounce it right and it's giving me a hard time. So we're going to compare how to pronounce ten inch. You're going to compare your big ten inches. Yes, but uh, John actually said that it's uh, zinch. 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 And I'd like to shout out John Brees one more time for coming on with us with our tournament talk segment. Yeah. And uh, Brian Mitchell. Exactly. It's always nice to have guest stars. Takes a little effort off of us. What else? North American Championship. It's going on right now. That is going on right now. Right now. Yeah. We wish we could be there, but we're not. So, Come on, Team America. Hopefully, yeah. hopefully USA will win. We don't need Germans winning this. Why not? Because it's they North paid their America. entry. They, they did. They did. Oh, is this a country pride thing? Sure. Well, Isn't sure. that a type of chicken? Country pride chicken. Yeah. When I like fried chicken, <laughs> I like country pride fried chicken. Yeah, it's got hungry. the best cuts of meat you'd ever imagined. All right. So anyone else? Big juicy breasts, slender thighs. Now I'm hungry and wings. horny. Damn it. <laughs> if you like that, you could try our spicy. <laughs> spicy seasoning. Country pride meats. Chicken. Whatever. I can't remember. Are you done? Yeah, I'm done. Okay. Anyone else send us Yes. Email? I would like to thank uh, the Nihilist, Jonas. <laughs> and Anders. And Anders. What's Jonas's last name? Lindgren. Yeah, I can't pronounce it, so that's yeah. why I want you to say it. Is it it's Lindgren, isn't it? John Lindgren. Yeah. He's from way over across the pond. I just wasn't going to use his last name in case, you know. He's the guy who likes down. bringing up, like, naughty things that I'm not going to talk about on here. Uh, but he's also known as the Nihilist because he's always, like, mean and angry and likes to break things for no reason. <laughs> like a Nihilist would. <laughs> or he's not, and we just decided to call him that. <laughs> The nickname that stuck from Chaos Cup. I'd like to give them a shout out because they actually sent over some, like uh, some of their fluff. And the fluff on the teams. They were kind of wanting that that stamp of approval of is this both then approved? And we gave it the stamp of approval. <laughs> Boom! And we kind of gave them some suggestions if they wanted to further it. So yeah, sounds pretty cool. He was asking because I guess Andrew's team has a lot of pun names. Yeah, yep. we we do tons of puns, so well, that's yeah. half the fun. Yeah. That's a lot of it. I also like to congratulate Jonas and is it Mango? Magnus? Magnus. Yeah. I'm sorry. It is Magnus. Mango. 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 Mango Frost. That's a new pony. Boom. It's been a while since we had pony talk on here. Okay. (laughs) Magnus and Jonas made their uh, country's team, uh, whatever, Blood Bowl team for like some tournament over there. They made the national team. Yes. Okay. Very good. Yeah. How's that? Congratulations. I don't have any notes, so I can I just know. go from my head, and my head's like a... We need to stop, stop telling people we don't have notes. We, we do have notes. You have notes. I don't have anything written down in front of me. I just gave you and, stuff to write down, and you did. I, I, but I didn't. You lying sack of... But my note is Jonas. That's all it is. <laughs> and otherwise, my head is like one folder on a computer with everything stuffed in there. Yeah. That's a lot of stuff. So should we just end this then? No, I want to talk about bacon bologna real quick. Bacon bologna it is. Okay. So I'm at the shop or the grocery store, and they actually have a product called bacon bologna. And it's bologna with, like, 
Does it have chunks of bacon in it, or does it taste no, like bacon? No, it's like smoky ba- bacon flavoring added to the bologna. So you know how, like, you can eat a hot dog, and you can eat bologna, and they taste, like, the consistency in your mouth tastes the same, but the taste is slightly different? Yeah. Bacon bologna tastes pretty much like you're eating a hot dog. I like In that. a weird way. Okay. Um, even my kids said that. They they had it, and they were like, this tastes like hot dogs. And, you know, luckily they're kids, so they love hot dogs. Yeah. And so they were all over okay, this Okay, excuse me. Bologna. Everybody loves hot dogs. Not everybody. You have to love hot dogs. My older brother, not my older brother, my youngest brother, who's two foot taller than me, I always call him my big brother. Yeah. Because he is my big little brother. Anyways, he hates hot dogs. We had this conversation earlier today. So there you go. Bacon bologna. Try it if you want a hot dog sandwich. God. Hot dog sandwich. And then just because I feel like talking about it, this is a, if if you don't have kids, you're probably not going to care. And you're going to say, this is why I hate this podcast. I'm pretty sure I don't care then. No, you'll love this. Okay. So my kids this morning wake me up, you know, hey, you want to play action figures? You want to do this? They're all about playing superhero action figures and stuff like that. Well, now they've learned that you could peel back somebody's eyelids while they're sleeping and really, like, see inside the eye, okay? How you, the hell did they learn that? Like, I'm assuming cartoons or something. Anyways, my, so my three-year-old... What cartoons are they watching? So my kids have been annoying me with me trying to sleep and them trying to wake me up. See, that would not happen when I had kids because I'm pretty sure they just get punched square in the face. <laughs> well... There's some of that, but we're not going to talk about that okay. part on the air. So yeah, I do have that doll you need for the tooth. <laughs> there you go. Hey, don't ruin it. She listens sometimes. Okay. All right. Um, and that was an off-air conversation. Thank you. I know. Okay. So then later, after playing all this dodgeball, I tried to take a nap, which was another reason why I was late getting over here, because I like tried to sleep. It was like a four-hour nap that was only like an hour's worth of sleep, because they kept mm-hmm. bugging me. So they were in there trying to open, like, my eyelids and mess with me. Well, they both fell asleep at, like, 8.15. So guess what Dad got to do? I treated them exactly like they treated me. So I'm I'm sitting there bothering my kids. Hey, what are you doing, guys? Because that's what my three-year-old says. What you doing, guys? And I bothered the crap out of them. And I ignored the crap out of them. And so- then I opened their eyes like they were doing that to me. And it was it was beautiful. If you were a parent, it was beautiful. And they go, why are you doing this? And I was like, didn't you just do this to me a couple hours ago? And they were like, yeah, we're never going to do that again. So we (laughs) might've had some lessons learned today. Well, good. And, um, it's pretty awesome. Without a black eye this time. (laughs) Yes. I hit my children all the time. (laughs) Probably not all the time. (laughs) Gee, Steve. (laughs) You're going to make people hate me. And they already do. All right. Do I have any other shout-outs? Real shout-outs? I wish I would shout-out Tom Impact. Oh, get uh, well, Tom. Yeah. He's been having some health issues, so definitely want to pass along some well wishes. And if you're listening to this, as you contemplate whether you should go to Rock Cup or as you're driving to Rock Cup, good if you're already going. Yeah, this comes out on the 15th. And Rock Cups. Just a couple days after yeah, okay. that. So if you're just sitting around and you think, maybe I should just drive down to Austin and go to Rock Cup. Yes, you should. You can come see us. Yep. So that's our next uh, tour, tournament tour. 
And I'm sure we'll have more about that next episode. That's right. Of course we will. It's still probably going to be off-season, so we're just going to talk about more <laughs> off-season crap. All right. So are we done with this? I'm done bitching about my kids okay. and everybody else. So yeah. What's your Twitter? <sighs> Jiminy Christmas. My Twitter is at Fat Finley. F-I-T-F-A-L. Yeah. No, we just messed that up. I know you did. All right. That's why I was mocking you. Okay. Well, it's at Fat Finley. F A T. F I N L E Y. And I'm at Kilowog2814. The show is at Both Down. And you can email us at bothdownpodcast at gmail.com. Always bother Steve and call him Old Dirty Ginger from now on. And check out the website, bothdown.com. That way you can find links to stuff that we talked about. Okay, if last, there was anything. Last thing, too. Okay. If you are going to a tournament and you always wondered, like, what rosters did other people take, I just want you guys to know, if you go to OklahomaBowl.com, you go to the link section, and you go look up past tournaments, I just updated Spiky Cup and Oklahoma Bowl rosters. So every roster I had a file on, I put those in there so people could actually go click and see, like, what did Brian 2 play at Oklahoma Bowl? <laughs> so if you wanted to check that out. I know. Very um, awesome. A lot of people don't do that or care, but every now and then me and you wonder what yeah. so-and-so took. So I did update that finally. So. Well, good. All right. That's it. All right. Lead us out, Steve. Both Down is a production of Couch Pirate Radio. Please drop by CouchPirates.com to hear more of their podcasts. Is this going to be our first segment? I don't like, I hate recording these out of order because my brain doesn't work. It doesn't matter. It does in my world. There's no, this segment should not reference any other segment. It should be fine. See what I have to deal with. <laughs> yeah, logic. <laughs> Wow. Well, it's not. It's so weird. It's so weird. Uh, so weird. All right. Look at those clocks. It's so weird. Stop. Okay. Oh, my gosh. Oh, yeah. We re- we recording? Yeah. Oh, okay. So I'll bring this in. Okay. Hold on. Give me some, <clears throat> Give me some silence. Stop laughing at me. I'm just a gentle girl. A sweet, gentle girl. So you need someone else on your podcast because I'm pretty sure you and I could just do one and cut out all the annoying people. You're going to get rid of me? <laughs> you and Brian's going to do the, uh, the Blood Bowl podcast? Fine. F you. Hey. All right. Hold on. I'm trying to get serious. That's why you were talking like What is a the segment girl. called? I don't know. We're supposed to know these things. Behind the fly. I'll just say we're back. How about okay, that? Okay. That works. Okay.